0: and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Fence podcast and today it is our Olympic Rundown, our Olympic Rundown, my Olympic Rundown with standard guest Tim Ray. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, good couple of weeks for me since I've been on. Um, Bucks won the NBA title, Boomers have their medal, I think I could retire as a fan now. I don't have to watch anything else for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, what are you going to do then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and also I'd just like to point out, we're up to episode 14 now, and how many have you been on? I'd say it's less than half, so there goes that prediction out the window. Yeah,
1: yeah, wow, 14.
0: Yeah, this is 14, mate.
1: That, that's big for you. That's a big commitment.
0: It is. Okay. <laughs> I'd continued
1: say, commitment.
0: Yeah, I'd say we did, uh, episode 20 in the one calendar year is when we, you know, start hit breaking even on the SoundCloud investments. <laughs> Wait, breaking even, as in like worth? Because you're certainly not getting money back for it. Oh, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) The the value is all definitely intrinsic. The intrinsic value. (laughs) Yeah, there's no no monetary gains out of this. So, you know, sponsors, hit me up. Um, Right. Uh, Yeah, the Olympics was a pretty good couple of weeks with uh, a lot of the country being in lockdown and in a very friendly time zone. So I'd, I'd say... As a nation, we got around to definitely a lot more than Olympics past.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I found, actually, I don't know if you found this, but the fact that it was in such a favourable favorable time zone made it almost harder to, like, manage what you were going to watch. Like, it seemed like, well, obviously, seven copped a lot of flack for um, constantly cutting away from everything, but it just felt like so much overlapped, whereas maybe previously, and I guess maybe this might just be recency bias, but I think I felt certainly Rio and London being in sort of the anti time zones for us was a bit easy to manage in that respect.
0: Yeah, I guess it forced you to prioritise more. But like now that yeah, with this one being what an hour behind, like everything was available. Yeah, I think as well it probably felt like that because it's the whole day for us. There's no, yeah. you don't lose like six
1: hours when you're asleep, and it's like when you wake up, it's like oh, we won a couple of medals. Like it is the whole day.
0: Yeah, like I don't think you, I don't think I missed a gold medal. I mean, like that's a lie. I probably, I definitely missed a few of the wrong ones. But, <laughs> um, like yeah, like speaking of the gold medals, equaling Athens two thousand and four with our best ever medal tally, like or gold medal tally, uh, seventeen golds along with seven silvers and twenty two rose gold medals. <laughs> yeah, great effort
1: from um, the Australian team, uh, especially like, given, yeah. that, <laughs> given that given um, that. Sort of Athens was on the back of Sydney 2000. There was a lot of like the influx of cash in those sports to do well, obviously yeah. for the home games. And that sort of bleeds over with those athletes into the next one. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about it specifically, but it felt to me like maybe there are more events now than in 2004. So maybe relatively not as good of a performance, but obviously 17 gold incredible given that certainly the last two. Um, Olympics from Australia, which probably categorises underwhelming somewhat. Ob- obviously still incredible given country size and uh, yeah. population, certainly.
0: Yeah, so I just looked up, uh, so there was 300 gold medals in the, um, well, the 2000 Olympics, so it looks a so if you bear with me. But yes, there was 300 gold medals in 2000. Um, And if Metal Tally wants to work for me Wikipedia, this is all... Oh, it's all gone terribly wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Why is this not working for me now? Play here. 2004, there were 301 gold medals. So, I'd say, yeah, about 300. And this is live radio, everyone. Uh, Metal (laughs) Tally, there we go. 2020, 340 gold medals. So, not a terrible... Lot, but I, well, I guess percentage wise, it's still a third. What's that like? Yeah, well, certainly, uh,
1: and uh, and yeah. and in sports that Australia seem to do alright at as well. I should add
0: um, some of the newer sports. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, like uh, uh, skateboarding and or well, uh, the uh, BMX, did, like, BMX yeah. park. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, yeah, you got me. <laughs> that is one of the ones that I've <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the one. Yeah. Um, but it's funny the whole like medal count thing. So someone I know was explaining this to us um, because she was a, a training like a prospective Olympian a few cycles ago for uh, cycling velodrome. So apparently, Olympics has like their core cool sports like you know swimming and athletics etc etc. Yep. That get the well an unlimited medal pool. I'm gonna do a very um very rough job of explaining it. But in essence, yeah, the, the core sports get this, uh, an unlimited medal pool, like they can add events as they please and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But all the other sports kind of share a medal pool. Yeah. So if you want to add, like, for example, if you wanted to add a sport, uh, sorry, add a medal in uh, road cycling or BMX or whatever, yeah. it would take away a medal event from Velodrome. Ah, oh, okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we were talking during the games about how there, it was interesting that there wasn't a mixed-team golf event. That probably is somewhat of explaining that.
0: Yeah, so every time, yeah, people, like yeah, like mixed-team golf, um, and then you look at things like equestrian, then, <laughs> like, yeah. come on, what, what, what are we doing here?
1: Especially as well, like, not to, you know, beat down on the sport, but the fact as well that it comes down to the horses as well. Well,
0: beating down is the exact nature of the sport. Have you not seen the <laughs> video of the... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so that, that thank you to uh M for explaining that to us. Uh yeah, so apparently the reason uh sports come and go uh is A the I guess the finite metal pool for the non core sports, and I don't know what the core sports are, but that was just how it was explained. Um and then also I guess B is the uh host nations not bothering to build infrastructure for certain events like that they don't already yeah. possess. So, like, countries that aren't don't have cycling programs aren't probably going to build velodromes just for you know uh, two weeks of velodrome activity. Oh, well, yeah. or, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it, beach volleyball.
1: You you see uh, Athens um, probably the primary example of that. But you hear it, you hear years on about how these Olympic venues have gone completely
0: unused um, and just completely into well, decay. Yeah, well, that's why Sydney was such a um, you know the opposite. Because the Olympic Village, I think, is now Liberty Grove, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, a lot of the stuff is still being used and it's all still world-class.
0: Yeah, so I live... Well, not anymore, but, (laughs) um, you know, my family home is about two minutes from the, you know, the aquatic centre where they had the water polo, and that's a pretty world-class venue to this day. Like, obviously, Olympic Park is still a fairly... Like, for all its pitfalls as a social precinct and, like, the getting to it and all that, the actual facilities there are still pretty good. Um, Even yeah. if there is only one train station. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Sydney did a better job than a lot of other host nations or host cities in mitigating the immediate economic shortfall of hosting the Olympics. Or like, the long-term effects, I guess. Yeah, you know, I'd like, say yeah, so. I mean, I can't... infrastructure.
1: I don't think we can speak as, like closely to the other cities, but, like, certainly I I know, like, Ath-
0: that Athens example is brought up constantly. Well, um, even Rio, and that was, a little, that was yeah. the, the most previous one. Like, you'll see, like, I think there are articles from about a year after it where, you know, the water has already gone green in, like, those diving pool. Didn't,
1: didn't the water go green, like, during <laughs> the game? Be- before it? I think mean, before. Yeah, be- just before uh, it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes it did.
1: That's just, that's just common. That's, that's why the kids learn to swim in the green water. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and I guess both Olymp- the last two Olympics have been during pandemics. Obviously, the Zika are not quite a, a global yes. one, but, um, but it still affected some people like Olympics, but yeah. So I think 17. actually just on that quickly, I don't yeah. know if you were just about to bring that up, but I think
1: that may have also contributed to Australia's surprise performance. The fact that, uh, the, our athletes had, relatively speaking, a better year and a bit of preparation during the pandemic than maybe uh, athletes in other countries sort of ravaged by Um, our lockdowns have sort of come now, whereas for other athletes overseas it's come during, like, sort of what we thought would be the lead-up to the Games, but then the complete – the lead-up to the rescheduled Games.
0: Yeah, but you say that, and, like, that's one side of the coin, but the other side is our athletes not being able to compete like, yeah, I mean, oh, go overseas. Yeah, especially That's for those I, small I sports like have world championships life. and stuff. Yeah,
1: I would say it's a factor. I wouldn't say it's like the the thing, but I think it's certainly worth sort of uh, mentioning.
0: Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah, it's a very good point. Um, so we had our 17 gold medals, which um, is more than London and Rio combined, where we only got eight in each of those. We had more than we had nine gold medals in the swimming alone. But yeah, seventeen gold medals, fifteen of which were water-based. Leading to my theory that if we broke away and had the H two Olympics, then we would just be dominating. Uh, Nine gold medals in swimming only America had more. So, I mean, it was a a fun. It was a fun back and forth. Oh, certainly.
1: uh, Given all the well, I mean, they do this. They do their best swimming in the salt pools. The Americans. <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's what well, they they enter us out by a couple of medals. But it just there are two Americans that have qualified in every swimming event. It's not always the case in some of like medleys or there'll be a certain stroke that like there isn't necessarily one or two strong Australians. Like uh, I mean, again, yeah. not not downplaying the achievement, but to that level. Uh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. so it seems like, like relatively speaking, Australia probably had a better, better pool meet than than the American
0: Oh well, yeah, and also you consider like we obviously invest a lot in our swimming program, but then obviously that's always a relative. Like, there's just no, yeah. we just can't match America. But yeah, like it, you, you look at the our swim teams and like all our gold medals were by women as well, except for. Old Zach Stubble D Cook, um, and in fact, we only had I think two, oh sorry, three men's medals altogether, not including uh, the teams.
1: Well, there so, Australia's always been four, four, strong. Uh, five,
0: four, uh, yeah, five more, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like our women, like because especially when um, Lily King came out before the Olympics and said, yeah. you know, the American women were going to sweep the pool, and they got. <laughs> Uh, the only, yeah, they got, Ledecki had two gold medals, and then, um, uh, Lydia Jacoby, who famously lost her goggles in the relay, won the, um, 100 meter breaststroke. And, uh, uh, Lily King, no gold medals, so there you go. I mean, yeah, you just, you hate to see it, really. You, 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 yeah, you absolutely hate to see it. Yeah, I've always thought we should have just, you know, if we cancel, because our men's swimming so program has been nothing but disappointment. Ever since, like, the James Magnuson era. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't think you can say that given that Rio, um, didn't the, individually the men actually out, outperform the women, didn't they? Because we had Mac Horton win the 400 metre freestyle and then Kyle Chalmers won the 100 metre freestyle in Rio.
0: Fair, yeah, but that whole Olympics was a disaster, so.
1: <laughs> but no, incredible, um, result for the women, especially in the pool. And I think it's sort of reflected that, you know, Australia's always been, um, strong in women's sport because, I mean, it, Granted, it's it's not enough, but it is funded much better than other countries. Um, yes. Yeah. So then you sort of re- reap the rewards there. Certainly. I mean, not again, not not diminishing achievements, but like that that is a fact that playing there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, nine of the seventeen golds were in the pool. Uh, six other water-based ones, including two in canoeing, two in rowing, and two in sailing. Um. I feel like sailing is just sailing's like the aquatic equestrian, isn't it? It's it's only for my
1: <laughs>
0: And like you know, it like the guy won the like won the gold like a day before the last thing. It was just yeah. Why even bother? I guess they have other medals to sort out, but like and the, and the fact that he'd won it on a race
1: that the IOC had decided not to film. Like, they're, like they're, why is isn't, an why isn't event at the Olympics not being filmed?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But that, that's such a... It.
1: The IOC are, like... I mean, I get this out of the way early, but they... I, I know they're trying to, quote-unquote, protect broadcasting rights, but they, they go to a ridiculous length to the point of which it hurts them.
0: But, yeah. You're, you're referring to, I guess, the sharing of highlights.
1: The sharing. I mean... I, I cannot stress enough how integral that has been in the global popularity of the NBA and other sports just don't seem to, the NFL as well, they just don't seem to understand that this is how you, you this is how you get people to watch your product.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's so easy to find highlights of your yeah, NBA and NFL online, but, like, yeah. if you wanted to, like, get a, an EPL thing, you're, like, you're pretty much blocked straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or everything's geo-blocked is the other. Yeah, thing.
1: that's that's the big thing as well. Like all these accounts that I follow, obviously American sports accounts for the, for the NBA and the NFL and whatnot. Like they're posting these Olympic highlights via NBC and it's just greyed out. I can't can't yeah. see it. I've got to search for you know ten minutes to find a replay of something if Channel Seven haven't tweeted about it. Um, it's I mean it's just the <laughs> the battle every four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, we just need more water-based events, I think. Bring more, and when Brisbane's hosting 2032, we need, what, what can we have? We can have the something. I think something at the uh, the theme parks. Yeah, something at wild. Something at the theme park. Well, remember, um,
1: remember that, Im- uh, that image of Suncorp when it was flooded? No, I don't. A couple of years ago, the, the water was legitimately up to like the the fence. And then the stands. It was it just looked like there was the if you replace the grass with a pool, that's what yeah. it looks like. So
0: like we can fill some again,
1: and then so have another water
0: based event. Yeah, so what you're saying is when they inevitably try and introduce rugby league into the into the Olympics,
1: it can be water league.
0: It could be aqua league, yes. Aqua aqua league. That's way better. Yeah, and who? Oh, let's four. Who's the best player at aqua league? Uh. Kyle Chalmers. I was thinking more an actual rugby league player.
1: We could just get the the water polo players. Actually, yeah,
0: Walker Roach's son is a water polo player. He's made for this. There you you go.
1: Maybe a Chris Sando chip and trace in the water.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Freestyles after it. (laughs) I was was thinking someone like um, maybe Daly Cherry Rins because he's got a long neck like an eel. (laughs) And he's also, you know, he's he's snaked the Titans, so I like he did do quite well in an aquatic environment. Anyway, let's let's move on to the well. We're going to try and cover as much of it as possible, but I think we're going to spend a fair chunk of time talking about the the one event that we both cared about far and beyond above uh, anything else. Yeah, which was clearly the artistic swimming, <laughs> uh, and obviously the basketball. Um, and I try not to make this a basketball podcast, but I think the last four episodes have been basketball-related, so what can you do? I think it, basically every time... To- oh, we talked about F1 once, but every time I've been on, it's bit about- Well, training cards, I guess that's technically basketball. That's also
1: basketball. <laughs> it's an extension.
0: <laughs> but yes, the Boomers and the Opals, well, and the Opals as well, we'll talk about both of them, but I guess, obviously, starting with the, the big one, the Boomers finally meddling in their fifth bronze medal game after their first entry into the Olympics in basketball in nineteen fifty six, when they had either uh, the stat keeps being thrown around, I think it was three hundred registered players to, to now this quote unquote golden generation finally breaking through for that medal. What what does this mean for Australian basketball? But I mean it's almost indescribable how much it means to Good yeah, good answer. Nice
1: cop out. I mean every <laughs> every every everything. Past, present, Because it's the there's not, not a lot of times you can talk about sort of, especially in basketball as well. Like it, the Bucks won the championship recently, but they've been building to that for eight years. The Boomers have been building to this for longer than that. It's been generations and generations of players. At, and, you,
0: at least thirty years, you'd say, like the Andrew At days. least
1: since eighty eight, where they first made. The, the fourth, uh, the, I was going to call it the fourth place game. That's that's <laughs> what it's been for us. Um, <laughs> the bronze and, game. Yes. And, yeah, and just building on that, um, and then I mean, I can't even begin to describe what it, when this is a moment twenty years in time when the Boomers are maybe looking at winning a gold. Like they'll look back at this, like this is the moment that it became you know possible. I mean, it's. Again, you said it's a cop-out, but it evades sort of a... You can't put an accurate description... I can't wrap my head around what it actually means.
0: Well, if, if nothing else, it's momentum, right? Because for like 10 years now, we've been, I guess, sold this golden generation of Mills, Ingalls, Delhi, uh, um Baines... Andrew Bogart, you know, those sorts of guys. Yep. So we've we've been fed this narrative for, yeah, ten years now. And it's 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 spawned, I guess, the mini next generation love like Eczam and Simmons and all those guys. But it's also generated a lot of momentum for the NBA and the sport in general in this country and youth participation rates, etc. I'd say for for all of that propaganda and all of that marketing, for that team, that Boomer's team, since basically 2008, for them to eventually walk away empty-handed would have been kind of a gut punch for the program and for the sport and that generation. And I don't know if it would have set the program back, Yeah. but but the, this is only going to inspire a whole new generation. It's just going to exponentially grow, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, you don't... Do... I was thinking about this earlier. Like, it's not that long ago that Andrew Bogut missed a World Cup because we couldn't afford to cover his insurance. Like, I know he obviously had the injury, um, you know, terrible injury, run of injuries there. But think about, like, he he couldn't play in a major tournament because Australia, and this was the story given for the the behind-the-scenes not really privy to, but, like, he couldn't play in a major tournament because Australia couldn't afford the insurance on his contract. Like nobody was willing to pay that, so that he ended up didn't play. Like there, there could have been a scenario here where the Australian NBA players just just don't buy into this, and, and you see it with other country, Canada, for example. You don't always yes. get every NBA player wanting to play in these events, and the fact that, and it, again, it's it's built momentum. You know, the gate, the earlys Gaze, Peel, Longley, etc. Um, yeah. And now I think, like you said, the legacy of this generation is going to be. Australian players want to play for this team.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, most of them do. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it's, it's almost un, it's crazy now to think that yeah, like I forget what tournament that was, but yeah, Boger not being able to.
1: I think was it the twenty fourteen World Cup?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, Boger not being able to play because of insurance to. Now like and look, obviously it was ruined by the brawl with the Philippines, but NBA teams were releasing guys like Delhi and Thong uh, yeah. to to play, you know, effectively meaningless qualifying games. I mean, that's, oh, that's absolutely, I mean in the context it was absolutely yeah. Yeah, but and that was like, I guess what happened in that game has probably, you know, stopped that notion for good. But
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, you're totally right, and Canada's the the best example you can think of because if you, like, put the two programs and the two nations together, Canada absolutely is better than us from a pure talent perspective. I think and talent, the, talent with,
1: like, the asterisks of potential in an, in an NBA uh, yeah.
0: sort of uh, mindset. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, but if you look at, like, you, who Canada has have got, you know, guys like Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, RJ Barrett, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Tristan yep. Thompson... Uh, current piston legend Kelly Olinick. <laughs> you know, and probably others that I'm missing. But they will
1: like they, all these they guys... will cut legi- they will cut NBA players. Like a long list of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. also have
1: really, really a couple of decent Euro players, Col Wilcher and um
0: and Scrubs.
1: Yeah, it's the Scrubs.
0: But the problem with Canada is and it's it's every tournament that comes around it's always you know the relationship between Basketball Canada and most of the star players. Yeah, they just haven't. Yeah.
1: That, that, as I said, that could, that could very well end up being the, the legacy of this run of Boomers, as you called it, the, the golden generation. And again, the fact that, surely moving on from that, the fact that they were able to show up and compete at such a high level. Um, like you said, I'm so glad that this, this run. Of which we're probably at the ta- I mean already Bugatt didn't play um, this time round and maybe he plays if Tokyo went ahead as originally planned and then, you know that sort of sucks because he's a huge part of this this run um, but it, it's it's great to see that payoff for uh, Paddy yeah. Mills Delhi Ingles Baines because they've had such and as well given the agonizing sort of defeats uh, certainly but in Rio and. at the World Cup in China, um, arguably Australia could have won the World Cup, which, again, that would have been absolutely insane. Um, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. like, regardless of what you think about Andrew Bogut, the person, like, Andrew Bogut, the basketball player, absolutely deserved this run. Yeah that, I, yes.
1: yeah, that those that shouldn't be mixed. He's
0: absolutely a part of this. But you also, like, Andrew gets part of this, but then also, like, obviously every, every, like, you know, half basketball fan in this country has seen the Andrew Gaze video. Yep. And when he, and when he says, you know, selfishly, I feel like a part of this. And it's like, well, yeah, because like, all the time, like, whenever Mills is interviewed or whenever Deli's interviewed or Joe or whoever, and they always bring up, like, you know, the legacy of the guys that went before them. And this quote unquote boomers culture and how it's, you know, embedded in history with the yeah. guys like Gaze and Heal and Longley and Radke and Bogut and, you know, whoever went before them. Yeah. So, so for Gaze to like so humbly, I guess humbly put that it, like it, it's not selfish at all because, you know, this absolutely is absolutely not. a, it's absolutely yeah. a culmination of, you know, basically 40 years of, of, uh, of building this country's basketball program. From Lindsay Gaze of the early days of the NBL to basically being on its knees in the in the early 2010s to, to where it is now, when it like I don't have any official numbers, so it's probably one of the most highly participated youth sports in the country. Yeah, um, and it's it's reaching you know it's reaching almost like you know douche culture status of like <laughs> <laughs> like you know like, bas- like we we often make the distinction of basketball culture versus basketball. Yeah. And how we both feel like, like both of us anyway, bas- we, we're fans of basketball. We're not necessarily fans of basketball culture. Yep. Maybe because we're just too white for that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're, we're no Billy Hoyles, but I know I have not seen that movie before you ask.
1: <laughs> Fe- featuring uh, the, the Bucks Marcus Johnson. Um,
0: the original MJ, yes.
1: The original MJ. But but yes, uh that that gaze moment was was special, and especially when he talks about how he, how he rang his dad before the game. Um,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But like you said, it's 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 very rare that you can have, especially in, in sport and in team sport and in national team sport, at the, at the Olympics of all things, you can have that sort of through line like that. That like yeah, the these guys are here, and they've won that medal. Because of every stride that someone has made in, in a Boomer's uniform to that point,
0: um,
1: yeah. And Gaze is probably there's the, the, there's no other like that because he's absolute giant of the game in Australia, and he's absolutely a reason why these guys are there. Like you, can, you I don't think you can deny that at all. Um, it's just yeah, it's it, it's mind-boggling
0: to think of the enormity of it. Yeah, well, didn't, I, I believe even, I forget, someone might have even quoted them, like being quoted as saying that, you know, they first got into basketball watching Gaze at the, or Gaze and the rest of the team at the 96 Olympics.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he carried the flag at Sydney 2000, our home yeah. Olympics. He was the, he was the athlete that they chose.
0: Yes. Oh, maybe because the team was going to be so big and he was the tallest athlete they had. <laughs> There's one of the the who's be risen above everyone. Um, I, I yeah. saw a
1: photo of that recently. God, they had an awful uniform. That, <laughs> that reddish jacket was horrendous. <laughs> um, I think the the um, the, the footage of um, Patty Mills and Kate Campbell carrying the flag. Were the the uniform will age much better
0: than, than the gays one. Yeah, but it's, we're going to look back at it in twenty years, and our kids are going to be like, why are they Why are they covering their mouths? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that is a shame of this um, sort
1: of period at the moment that you see this uh, having their moment and they've got, they've got a mask on holding up the the
0: medal. Yeah. I mean, it's a small sacrifice, I guess, in the grand scene.
1: Oh, ab- it's... absolutely. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I agree. Can, can um, we talk about
1: the game itself as well?
0: No. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> because... to get copy, copyright struck, sir.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're not showing anything. But, but I... Maybe being a prisoner at the moment, but Patty Mills, forty-two points, nine assists, to bring home that medal, is is one of the greatest, strange performances ever. Um, By an Olympian across any sport, frankly. Oh. silence for effect.
0: No, sorry. I'll be honest. I muted because I was coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please keep going. Yeah, so um, I think that game has cemented his status Uh, It's the the greatest boomer of all time. Legendary performance, yeah. I I was
1: thinking about it as well before, that if if the boomers were going to win their first medal and it wasn't gold, you probably want it to be bronze, to be honest, because you go out there and win it.
0: Yeah, 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 yes, exactly. I'm glad you raised that point because I think I've said – I've always thought that it's look in the moment, yeah. Like, sorry, long, long term, obviously, you prefer a silver. Oh, But course, in yeah. that in that moment, it's almost better to win the gold, the win the bronze medal match than yeah. to lose the gold medal match, just for the sheer emotion of being in the moment.
1: If if you watch them on the on the dais, um, the French team and the the US team, there was a very stark contrast between sort of emotions.
0: Um, yeah, the and French it was sort of weird. They had about six hours, or well, no longer, to dwell. To so sort of dwell on it as well, yeah. I think the French as well, that's a
1: tough... We're talking about like Australia have had agonising defeats. For, for France to, to beat that US team in the first game and then come relatively... like It was five points in it. I, yeah. I don't think it necessarily felt like that, but there was five points between... Uh, or six points between them and winning gold over the US. That's got, that's got to hurt. And And also
0: for, yeah, and you said that, and also for Slovenia being, you know, one otherworldly defensive player away from being in that gold medal match themselves. Yep, and then, I mean, who knows what would have happened there. Yeah, Um, and like Australia does not have a positive history against France in games that matter, so. No. So, yeah, like the whole tournament was a lot of sliding doors, really.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, Team USA don't, do not come close to winning gold without Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. Um, and you know,
0: the getting Drew Holiday off the plane.
1: Yeah, like that. They, that,
0: that, first, that first game they sucked. But I mean, they
1: they still sucked at the Olympics in some respect.
0: Oh like, yeah, I get, no, that team is imminently beatable if if they didn't just happen to have the best scorer of all time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sentiment coming out of the U.S. that like, haha we won again. But it's like, I don't think, I don't think yeah, I some think basketball th- fans in America realize how close it was to absolute embarrassment.
0: Yeah, I, I tweeted something in the aftermath about victory laps, and I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was hilarious that you know the, the victory laps that the American fan base was taking. And look, it's it, basketball at the Olympics for America is kind of a it's a hobby, really.
1: Well, you're defending. You're defending the crown of where the. Like, you're, defend, you're de- defending the NBA against international ball, almost.
0: Yeah, because as I've said, like, I've said that basketball at the Olympics, it's not the peak for America, but it's the peak for everyone else.
1: I mean, there is. Uh, for us both, I think, we can. Like, there is nothing else in sport you wanted more than the Boomerster medal, really.
0: Yeah. But like I'm saying, as a, as a team, as a country. Absolutely, yeah. So, so yeah, the victory laps about the USA team are quite funny. Taking some all-time Olympic performances from KD and Drew Holiday on defense to outlast a France team that has missed 11 free throws. Yeah. Uh, the USA will always be favorites, but it takes a lot more from them now to win than it used to.
1: I think I, I spoke to you after the game as well, just saying like there were genuine flaws with their construction of their team and the way they played. Uh, yep. In terms of adapting from the NBA to FIBA, but it's hilarious how KD was just a little bit too good, and yes. that was the only thing that decided gold in the end was him being ridiculous. He, like
0: he got he got his feet in the right position this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you, if you replaced him with a
0: lesser player, I don't think it happens. I think they they lose. Like, well, well who's the well, who's the, the next step down on that evolution? Then is it someone like? Oh, I don't know. They, they yeah. wouldn't need, like, Steph. I'd, I'd, uh, oh, okay. I was thinking more, like, Why? you know, just
1: they, oh, Paul George. Well,
0: Paul George. Let's go Paul George. Like, I feel like that's a fair step down.
1: I feel like I they lose like...
0: with Paul George as the best player. That, that's what I'm trying to say. That's the... Yeah.
1: I mean, just, quietly, they might lose with Kevin Durant, and Drew Holiday says, I just won the title. I'm, I'm good.
0: If that happens, they they might have been celebrating bronze also. Oh, they, you also do have to remember... Uh, you know Bradley Beal was meant to be on that team before the whole COVID thing.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, and obviously he's sort of one that. I mean, the whole team really is. If one guy gets hot, it's sort of
0: it could be yeah. over.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And
0: that whole team—it's one NBA GM thing. Like, if one that gets hot, he he adds hot another
1: really. another chance of having someone be hot. Yeah, that night and so, ending so, the game.
0: Yeah, so Bradley Beal replaces Keldon Johnson, who didn't really play. So Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Grant, who got added... Oh, sorry, uh, JaVale McGee, who got added for Kevin Love, who was always an odd inclusion, I thought.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, more of a legacy one, I guess. And, yep. and, you know, Jeremy Grant just being disrespected. Like, you saw <laughs> that team photo. He was, he was at the back. You could barely see him. <laughs> no, you could, you could see the top of his head and that was it. But, like... There, there
1: was a photo of Pop wearing two golds. They might have given Jeremy Grant to
0: him <laughs> <gets done. laughs> yeah. but no the point I was trying to make is like you know so take Beal in that team instead of Johnson and do, does, does someone else not play I, I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head that wouldn't be playing I guess maybe, it just sort of shifts a couple of, maybe Levine doesn't play as much or... yeah but but he started a bit didn't he or well, get that oh, no, Booker started sorry
1: it was an odd. I was thinking about because uh, obviously the All Star Five was released and KD was the only American to make it. I yep. think for me, Drew Holiday and Tatum were maybe the only other two that could have been in contention for that. It is very hard to separate the rest of the roster. They're sort of it's very much like the um, the Boomers in some respect, where it's like some guys would have good games and some guys wouldn't. Like, it, you get that a lot at sort of fever tournaments, but it was very
0: difficult to separate sort of the, the bottom of that roster um, in terms of, you like... Had, even Tatum, though, he, he he had moments. I wouldn't say he was particularly amazing the whole tournament. Oh, of course not, yeah. But I think his highs were higher than
1: others to sort of separate him a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no one else... Like, yeah, Tatum got hot in yeah. the game against us. Yeah. And then, like, it was kind of a follow-me thing. Um, but I guess oh, Katie ahead, absolutely
1: carried them through the period that they weren't. They should have. They could have been down more.
0: Yes. Um, but yeah, looking ahead to Paris, back back on the Boomers. Yeah. Um, it's only three years away. So that's I think something that people forget. You know, it's a shorter Olympic cycle this time.
1: It's it's not an eternity away, and we'll also get the the World Cup one year before that, as a sort of sort of yeah. curtain raiser.
0: Yeah. So, Paddy Mills will be 35, I think, if my maths is right. Um, Joe Engels 36. Aaron Baines, 37. Yeah. I'd say, given what's just uh, been announced with Baines um, and his injury, unlikely... It sucks. It does. It sucks very much. Um and you, you never want to predict the future when it comes to things like this, you obviously have no idea what's going on, but I, I'd say it's unlikely at this point that he he makes it to Paris. Which is a yeah. shame, because yeah. look, look, I don't know, Like it's <clears throat> it's very possible this is just like he, he's out of here, he rehabs the hell out of it, and he comes back The like fine. Yeah. Uh, but nerve injuries are always a weird one. But it, Because it's a shame. Because I feel like out of all of them, he's as good a chance as any to keep playing, just because his style of play is so ageless. I mean,
1: yes, and I mean,
0: Paddy Mills is going to be
1: there for sure. I think. I don't. I don't think there's a question. Sorry, I didn't.
0: Sorry, I didn't say it was a better chance than Paddy. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. As good a chance as.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't know how serious it was until the sort of the shams tweet came, and it's like, wow. Um, Um, Yeah. Well, that's why I'm like not sure anymore. Yeah. I mean, I share that concern. I I don't think you can pencil him in. Certainly, I mean. But but you'd say Mills will be there.
0: Ingles will probably be there unless I think owns. so. Yes. Yeah. And then the other golden generation member, Delhi. It, look, it's it's funny because he's the he's the youngest of all of them. It's been rough. Uh, but the, the down and look, we don't know how much of this is injury related with the concussions, but yeah. But like I went so before the bronze medal match, I'd say a day before, I went and I, like in my YouTube recommended was Australia versus uh, who was it? Serbia, I think, from Rio. Um, and I went. I might have been Lithuania, I forget who the game was against. But we, I watched the highlights of that game, and and Delhi was just on fire. He had like five threes, and his form was so much better. And I'm like, where's this guy? Like that guy was getting double doubles on the regular in Rio. Delhi was
1: ridiculous in Rio, and I, looking back now, knowing that there's probably not going to be another peak like that was his absolute career best play, was that little period there after yep. he'd won the title. Um, he he had 11, six and eleven assists, and he was plus five in the ten point loss to the USA, where they only won because Lamelo hit like nine threes. Lamelo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, 15-year-old Lamello Ball was out there.
1: Maybe if he'd been there, we would have won. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Yeah, Delhi was ridiculous at the real That's why he just signed the Bucks deal then as well. It's like, oh, wow, they look really good. Um, I think whether he's there in... I, I wouldn't rule it out completely. Obviously, it doesn't look great at the moment. Um,
0: but, yeah, but people are we'll, genuinely worried about his NBL stint now. It
1: his... will, I was about to say, it will depend on how he goes in the NBL. And I'm sort of maybe a bit worried about that now. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. Because you brought up those couple of games that he played for the Boomers against uh, Japan and the Philippines a couple of years ago. They were pretty rough too. And he was playing alongside NBL guys. And he looked
0: worse than some of them. Well, maybe um, that's the reason that Deli and Thon were in those games, <laughs> because they were just basically <laughs> NBL players now. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: it was it, rough Olympics for him, but I'm so glad that he gets this bronze, because rough Olympics or not, he absolutely was a massive part of this run.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm um, glad he got the, as I said online, I'm glad he got the bronze, because I don't know if he gets another chance.
1: Yeah, so it's good he, for him. Yes, I mean, NBA champion, bronze equities. medalist now. What, what a career.
0: Yeah, he's equally as um, part of this yeah, generation, as Mills and Ingalls and Bangs.
1: Well, he, he started in, in London. He's still in college.
0: Yep. Yeah, wow, that was nine years ago now. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'd say two out of the four for the golden generation, you probably, with a fair degree of safety, say, will be in Paris, um, everything going to plan. Baines, we don't know. Delhi, probably not. And Like, the NBA clause in his Melbourne United deal, probably the most redundant contract clause of all time. Yeah, that doesn't look right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you think about the rest of the roster, and, you know, Nathan Sobey probably isn't going to be there in three years, assuming someone else is coming through. Chris Golding will be 35 as well, I think, at that point. He might still have a spot as a bench shooter. Yeah. But again, it depends on who else is coming through the NBL at that time, I guess. But realistically, guys, like, you know, Dante Exxon will be in his absolute prime. Uh, Matisse will still be in his mid-20s. Um, oh, that feels good to say. <laughs> you know, Jock Landell will still be there, You like you would think. Um, Nick Kaye. Yep. Still be there. He'll be in his early thirties, but he'll still be very useful. but um, I've got a lot of tweets to, to delete about Nick Kay and Jock Landale. Let me tell you, <laughs> I would not necessarily uh, Landale, but certainly K. Well, no, I'm on the record saying I didn't think Landale was an NBA player. So,
1: but you're not at the uh, when he was coming out of college. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, like that first Boomer stint he had, say two years ago now, three years ago, whatever that okay. was. Okay.
1: Well, I, I was about to say you. If you said it when he was coming out of college, I think you were right. The when he was at the World Cup, he was.
0: No, this was pre World Cup. Uh, was it World Cup? I don't know. I think yeah. once he
1: once he added a bit of shooting, he he absolutely became, quote yep. unquote, good enough to be in the NBA.
0: Yeah, so everyone on this team you reckon carries through, except for maybe Delhi and Sobi uh, and Baines. Um, well, you we know, Josh to... Green, jo- Josh Green will have three more years of NBA, and hopefully won't be a child. Be treated <laughs> like a child. I thought you were going to say he'll have three more minutes of play. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, honestly, he might. But then you add Josh Giddy to this team. You add, you know, logically Dyson Daniels, Job will still we there. Um, well, actually, he's yeah. another one who might be a cusp, depending on how he goes. He's another one whose MBL stint will be interesting, because you'd hate to see him. You'd hate to see him go the way of Dengadel and his MBL stint. Yeah, that'd be. a shame. Well, I mean, we all thought
1: Dengadel would be a massive part of. 20... That's the problem with projecting so far out. Is that if you looked at the names that we said immediately after Rio for Tokyo, it would sort of be uh, eye-opening compared to the team that won the bronze medal. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like yes.
0: you would have, you, you would have for sure penciled in Ben Simmons. Well, absolutely. I mean,
1: but I I don't think you would have been necessarily surprised if you found out the reason why he didn't. Oh no. Versus um, some guys that you would have thought would have, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think. Also, like I said earlier, given that there is a 2023 World Cup, we may get another sort of Nick Kay figure that. Wait a minute! This guy gets picked for the World Cup, plays amazingly, and then he's suddenly a lock for the Olympic team, I think there may be a couple of guys that sort of fit that role.
0: Well, um, if you look at, what? like, like even, like, Cameron Vesto was that guy before Nick Kay, although Cameron yep. Besto wasn't. He he was in the NBA, however, ironically, for a brief period of time. Mm. Um, you know, Detroit Pistons legend Cameron Vesto. <laughs> but just, like, scanning the NBL landscape, you know, you look at guys like Xavier Cooks. Yeah, absolutely. Probably one of the closest ones. Um, I think um, also a plus athlete and rebounder at that position.
1: Maybe not necessarily talking about the youngest of guys, but I think certainly Ryan Brockhoff will be sort of in and around that squad. Yep, Brockhoff. Um, Could be that so, Golding type as well. Exactly. Um, may, maybe a Will Magnate if the Boomers need a rim protector, if we're talking about sort of quote-unquote replacing Baines.
0: Well, I was actually thinking someone on the lines of Sam Frolin. Again, another option. Isaac Humphreys. Because, oh, Humphreys, absolutely, yes. Humphrey, uh, Humphreys probably. would have been handy in this squad. I, I think Humphreys <laughs> makes the team over job if He's healthy. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, but, yeah, Sam Froehling as well is, like, 20 years old. Um, Pretty good ring protector. Surprisingly seven feet tall. <laughs> he's one of those guys, like, you don't look at him and leaves. Like, oh, he's not seven foot, and then you, you read up, and it's like, oh, my God, he's seven feet.
1: That's the complete opposite of what we talk about when it's, I can't believe he's not seven <laughs> feet. <laughs> yes. Balomboy.
0: Yes, Joel Balomboy. Um, but yeah, so guys like Fiebel and Exum will be in their prime. Like, let's just talk about Matisse Fiebel for a bit. Uh, can we talk I about have... him and Exum, please? Yeah, let, let's talk about them both, because I've written yeah. them both down on the sheet together. Yep. What do you want to, what do you want to say?
1: <laughs> I who Whoever secured this, because I know there was somebody had to do some sort of work. It wasn't like there had to be somebody reach out from Basketball Australia to Flyball's people, to, to Matisse himself. Like, give that person a raise. That is the, that is the best work they have done. <laughs> Master stroke. It, 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 as much as Patty Mills, like, you could say he quote-unquote carried us to a medal. It doesn't happen without Matisse Flyball on defense. R- ridiculous level of impact. Especially in just amplifying, his his athleticism is so amplified in the, FI- in the FIBA setting. Um, those, the way he plays the passing lanes, steal and dunk, how many of those did he have? Seven, eight, nine over the tournament? Well, he, he
0: led the Olympics in steals with 18. Yeah, three game. Yep. Um, but then like, like the game against Argentina, it was hilarious how much more athletic he was than anyone else.
1: You, you and I were getting annoyed that he wasn't that Joe Ingles wasn't trusting him enough to throw those lobs because he could. No, that.
0: yeah, well, and like you'd think Ingles would be used to it, throwing lobs to NBA players, like someone else you understand. Yeah. Like someone else, like if, like you know, Nathan Servis is like, used to throwing lobs to guys with NBA athleticism because he's playing with like Jason Kidd. But, <laughs> but, also, yeah. we have to
1: have to point out as well, it wasn't just the defense. He shot forty-two percent from three. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, he didn't take that many, but like that's sort of the if there was to be a big knock on his game in the NBA, what's sort of preventing him from maybe reaching the next level? That's one of them. And then he, I know, obviously short line, but forty-two percent. Like you yeah. couldn't ask for much better. From I, I don't think I was expecting him to be this good. I, I was expecting him to be good. I didn't think he'd be sort of this impactful. I mean, he was plus thirty against Slovenia. They won by like fourteen. <laughs>
0: I think the the key part with Thibault was, and it was evident in the vlogs and the interviews and everything that he did, yeah. was all the intangible stuff and the buy-in and like, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's yeah. a cliche and we talk about, oh boomers culture, you know, whatever that means. It's real, but it's, it's more you, real than heat culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's,
1: there's it's nobody get that's more real up at more 3 than culture. It's, it's
0: more real than culture kings. Boomers culture trains at ten a.m. They don't need to get up at three a.m. <laughs> um, but yeah like the interview after the the game um, you know when they're standing in front of the bus and they interviewed like X and yep, yeah. and Gorgian and Thibault saying you know it, everyone's like to me oh why would you wouldn't you prefer to be on Team USA and you're like oh no for me it was never a question which I don't know how much of that is true but yeah. it's it, A. it's nice to hear but course, B. It's yeah. like, it, it's, it's, it comes across very genuine now because of how he played, and, you know, these, these guys who are... He was effectively recruited, let's be honest. He was recruited to this national team. That's why I talk about it as, and it's not a slight, but I say securing him. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're recruited to a national team like that, like, in this sort of setting where it is... Things can allowed go allowed wrong. One, yeah. Yeah, you're allowed one naturalised spot. Um, so you recruit a guy like Thiebel. The optics are, you know... We can't do this without you. So it's very easy to slip into an egotistical, you know
1: Yeah.
0: Like yeah. all about me. But he just came in and did exactly what he needed. And you know, didn't play outside of himself, didn't use the Olympics as a chance to showcase himself. Yeah. You know, it didn't even start until the, the medal game, which was insanity. Yeah. But Yes. Yeah.
1: I just we on that, I just figured like, okay, the it started at the first warm-up game against Argentina. It's like, oh, okay, they're not going to start five world because he's new to the program. And then it was like, okay, maybe it'll be the next game. Okay, maybe the next game. We're at the Olympics now. Okay, maybe
0: the next game. Maybe the next game. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that. What are you doing? Brian.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like I said, you can start all of Delhi Landale and Nick Kay against Argentina because they are extremely groundbound. Yeah, you can't do that against the USA. That's. Um, where the
1: where they lost the game was the periods of time where almost Exxon but also Tybal was sitting. Yeah. The that run out of uh obviously there was the sixteen to four run into half time that was killing but Australia was still up at the half. But the seventeen to four run out of it where we didn't take a timeout, Slash couldn't take a timeout. Yeah. Exxon and Tyball aren't on the floor. That absolutely killed them. they never recovered.
0: Well, they should, like, yeah, and then Flyball was sitting on the bench waiting to check in for like two minutes as well. Yeah, it just it yeah. hurts. Stray's getting, but, um, like, we're getting demolished yeah. out there and he's just watching. Yeah, they're getting fisted. Let's not sugarcoat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't want to keep going on the boomers forever because I don't want to get to some other Olympic stuff. But, um, Dante Exum, boy, he, he, if there's ever a free agency tryout slash, like, audition. Yeah. That, that he's nailed it. I'm stunned he hasn't signed anywhere already. And
1: I could I can only assume that's because there's too many places calling up with uh, deals. With um, max contracts. <laughs> yeah, so the teams are
0: trying to trade their contracts to make space for him. Because <laughs> um, the, issue, the, the issue with Exum was always health. It was never skill. Never a question he, of whether he was an the, NBA.
1: That series the, he had on Harden. Awesome.
0: The, the burst that he showed in the Olympics yeah. on both ends, you know, staying in front, drawing charges, yeah. defending well, and then that, oh, that dunk against Argentina where he got beheaded, oh, somehow yeah. not a flagrant, or oh, what, what, what looks <laughs> it, uh, unsportsmanlike foul. And I was like, oh, Dante's yeah. back. He,
1: it was, it's funny, like... You could see him as he played more minutes for the Boomers, and every game went on, he got better because he was feeling it again. I'd say
0: he, yeah, more he struggled control. against he struggled against Italy. I'd say, but then after yeah. that game, he grew into it very well. And it's always like you're really happy for a guy like Exon because his career has been so stop start, and then yeah, he could have easily just taken this Olympics off to focus on his body. Yeah. Um, and then, but he's rewarded that sacrifice, you know, because let's not forget his injury trouble started at the, uh, not the, at the Olympics, but playing for the Boomers. Yeah. Was that against Slovenia? Oh, I, no, I, I don't could, remember.
1: Maybe in like a, was that, it was a warm-up game, wasn't it?
0: It was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh my, god yeah. grainy 144p feed.
1: Yeah. So like in that um, respect, like you can't blame him if he never wanted to play for the national team again. Yeah. Like, but yeah, just... He, he ended up, he finished the Olympics shooting 57% from the field and 60% from three. And then, as I was saying earlier, yeah. that Team USA game that Australia lost handedly, he, he was plus one in his, like, 20 minutes. They, yeah. they, they uh, didn't lose when yeah. he was
0: on. Just, just uh, in August 2015, Exum sustained the tear of the ACL in his left knee while playing for Australia in Slovenia. There you go. The exorcism. The exorcism. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yes.
1: god! But yeah, I'm he, an NBA deal's is coming.
0: Yeah, like you take him on, like, take him on the Bucks, wouldn't you, in a heartbeat? Seven days out of seven, twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, if the Pistons didn't have like a million young guards already, I'd totally take him on the Pistons. That that would probably be. I mean, speaking
1: Bucks specifically, my only thing would be like maybe he's a little bit of a risk. God, he looked good at the Olympics. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, elephant in the room.
1: I don't. I don't want to hear anything. Uh, if I think if this is what I think it is, I don't. I don't want to hear anything about. It.
0: What Ben Simmons? <laughs> yeah. And like, I just want to briefly bring up what Gorge said. Yes, think that, it's, that it's, it's,
1: if yeah, that should be brought up
0: because I found that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if there's yeah. one thing that encapsulates I guess how I felt at least without realising how I felt yeah you know Gorge saying he wanted and not even for the medal and like this, the what he brings to the team on the court but like to bring him in that's why he wanted him to be part of that culture for the carry on of the legacy to the next Olympics it's why it was so important to have guys like Thibel there like Josh Green and Exum yeah. uh, like Landale all these guys that are you know, effectively the the torchbearers for the next generation. Interesting, why that couldn't have been Josh Giddy just just quietly. But anyway. Oh well, yes, just like yeah, well, Giddy should have been there. But hindsight, whatever. Um, also,
1: but in saying that, awesome that he got to have the draft moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, yeah like, I would have pre- I would have preferred him at the Olympics. Yeah. But yeah, Ben Simmons, like unquestionable, what he would bring to the team, from a basketball perspective. But I think he's only. Like, he's the only loser, really, out of all this, out of not being there.
1: I've just tried not to think about it, really, if, if he doesn't
0: feel like he's going to play for I, the national team so Like, I'm not... Yeah, and I was annoyed that he was trending, because I was like, it's not really about him.
1: You, you don't need to... This it happens in tennis as well, in Australian <coughs> tennis. You don't... Yeah. When the, it takes away from the guys that did this and the, you know, the... They won the bronze and whatever. We don't need to bring up Ben Simmons at this exact moment. It happens in, when Ash Barty's won grand slams. People bring up Kyrgios and Tomic and whatever. You don't need to speak about any of those. The person that had the moment, let them have it. Yeah.
0: Um, and that we say that as big fans of King Kyrgios.
1: I've I mean, big fan of all ten, all Australian tennis players. I don't like. <laughs> I don't need to pick sides. <laughs> like, even Bernie. Uh, even Bernie. <laughs> I mean. Uh, okay. Yeah, but also on Simmons, like like you said, there there is an element of annoyance somewhat that they with the sort of flip flopping. You never sort of get a clear message on whether he's playing or whether he's not. But I'm sort of I have made all, I mean, not that I needed to make peace with it, but I don't I don't really care about it anymore. If he's going to play, that's cool. And if he's going to play, I do have some sort of worries about what that sort of looks like. Certainly not defensively, but offensively, what that sort of looks like given. Um, Sort of lack of shooters, I guess, that we sort of have, or you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's more in favour. I worry, I, I worry yes. more about that side than everything else. But yeah, yeah. if he's not, if, he, if he doesn't want to play or doesn't end up playing for whatever reason, that's fine. Like it's the Boomers are still incredible, like awesome anyway.
0: <laughs> like I don't, mm. yeah. Uh, let's quickly touch on the apples because I feel like we have to. Yep. Uh, disaster campaign, you know. Not ideal. Uh, the absolute Polish turd getting into the elimination rounds. Yeah. You know, losing to... That, two, that six, was a
1: like, cool moment, I, but like, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> the comeback thing. That was a cool moment that they were playing the clock. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah, 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 yeah. That was certainly the highlight of their
0: Olympics. Yeah, so I feel like what people didn't realise is how good of a team Belgium was. Yeah, well, they have... Um, Emma Beesemann. Uh, Mes- yeah, Messman. that's it. Yeah. So Belgium was sixth in the world. And yeah. um, uh, China were ninth. So two other top ten teams. Like, you know, top ten in world basketball isn't as impressive as other sports, but still top ten. Um, but then, yeah, losing both of those and then t- it taking, you know... The, the frantic scramble come back against the, the 23rd-ranked Puerto Rico, who were basically just playing house trying to stop us from getting through. Yeah, I didn't like that.
1: <laughs> when they took the three
0: at the end? Oh, my God, come on. Where's
1: the, where is the Olympic spirit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But just on the Opals, and I've, I've said this many times, I don't want to dwell too much on them, but this program, it seems like they've got one plan and it's, it's the plan they run with or without Cambridge and it's yeah. feed the ball to Cambridge and if she's yeah. not there well we'll feed it to whoever's meant to, like it's her yeah. and that's like that's our offence uh, and it's, it's going to work except when it doesn't which was every single game
1: yeah I mean I yeah. I don't watch a ton of vocals. Um, usually only watch them at the Olympics and even then sort of sparingly depending on sort of like what's going on with other events but like I think you brought up to me that, you know, the Opals are the second best team in the world. But to me, like, they're the second best team in the world when they have lose Cambridge. When they don't, like...
0: Oh, yeah, when they don't, they're middle of the road. Yeah. they um, probably, like, a, a, a back of the top 10 team.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's a disappointing campaign, but I I guess maybe you would have to speak to someone that's been a bit closer to the, the program to, like, really get a sense yeah. of what they were feeling going in. But I'm not sure whether what sort of the expectation was looking into Tokyo
0: well they were the more successful side of the basketball campaign medal wise mm. um, obviously helped by having Lauren Jackson for several years but Penny Taylor Penny Taylor um, but yeah just a you know not a great campaign for women's sports at, for Australia at the Olympics um, but I think that's enough basketball yeah, we've spent longer than I thought we going to on it. <laughs> uh, I guess the other the other main aspect of our Olympic experience was swimming, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah, I I don't know whether I started to watch less in
1: the second week, a little bit fatiguing, or whether team sports just sort of got more interesting and more exciting towards in the second week. But certainly the first week was just dominated by swimming. I mean, it's hard not to be when Australia are legitimately a medal <laughs> chance in every single race, um, and yes. then they
0: perform like that. Uh, yeah yeah so yeah nine gold medals in the pool uh, only the USA had more. but if you look at our with my Australia at the 2020 Olympics we're we I mean, how many
1: uh, gold medals did the US win?
0: In the pool 11. So they won
1: 11 so that's like 20 less than they expected
0: <laughs> <laughs> No 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 they were going to sweep the women's events.
1: Oh, okay. That's like ten less than they expected. Yeah. Wait. Now, how many did we win? That's
0: all of those ones. Nine. Oh, <laughs> well, so uh, eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. eight, eight of those. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so our gold medals in the swing were the women's four by hundred freestyle relay, uh, Ariane Titmus in the four hundred free, Kayla McEwen in the women's hundred backstroke, uh, Titmus in the two hundred free, Stubblety Cook in the two hundred breaststroke. Emma McKeon in the women's 100 free, Caitlin McKeon in the 200 backstroke, Emma McKeon in the 50 free, uh, the women's 4x100 medley. Ah, oh, that's it. Yep, that's nine. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> oh, <is> that all? <laughs> uh, there's nine nine Um, Yeah, look, we'll get to the next generation in a second, but Emma McKeon has to be the... Is she the goat of Australian swimming? Well, I mean, I... She won so. I don't know whether it.
1: There's a weird sense, like obviously incredible, but like there was a weird sense of like she was just so expected to win that it was almost sort of underwhelming. I don't know about like that. Yeah, yeah But like. Well, it just, it was it was was so she is effortless. the goat, Oh, yes, 11 Olympic medals.
0: Twelve. I think, no, she, I think she, she went past it with the, the, um, the medley. Or she went um, past it with
1: something. Yeah, so overtaking, uh, is it Ian Thorpe and. Is it Susie O'Neill? Don, Don Fraser up there? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like, who, <laughs> who you would consider on the, the absolute... The dais. <laughs> the pantheon of Australian swimming. Yes. yeah, the, 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 Yes.
0: Um, but, yeah, but, look, it was very ho-hum. Well, another goal for McCann. She won four of them, two, uh, two individual and two relays. Just, you know, yeah, <laughs> as expected.
1: Pretty. That's sort of the... I guess how it felt like again incredible to win so many medals like that. But I th- I feel like she didn't. It was different to sort of Titmus and Ledecky that there wasn't. It didn't feel like there was a, there was an
0: equal to Emma McKeon. She just sort of won everything. Yeah. So she also yeah. had three bronzes. She had bronze in the mixed four by one hundred relay, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah, no, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, she also had a bronze in the four by two hundred. Freestyle relay and the 100 butterfly. So you know, an individual bronze. What what are you doing there? <laughs> How dare you? That's what I this think- country's paying for. <laughs> she's got to be the flag bearer at Paris if she's there, right?
1: Well, I think she's 27 at the moment, so she should probably be 30, 30 come in Paris. Paris. That's sort of borderline for, I mean, 27 actually, sometimes borderline for swimming, so maybe if she's there in Paris. Um,
0: H- hence why I said if she's there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very early to think about, um, although that said we would... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about bills, yeah,
0: so you can't say that. We'll keep paying <laughs> for, you know... The, the but, the I mean, there's,
1: that, there's a lot of sport to happen between now and Paris there's
0: a lot of sport to be
1: played there's, there's a, a women's world cup in
0: uh, here I mean if we do well <laughs> on that they could be <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam Kerr is what you're getting at
1: maybe Sam Kerr um, yeah
0: what else, what else have we got Andrew Hoy um, will be up there
1: I'm sure <laughs> Yes, there'll be people calling for him and his, what it will be, his ninth Olympics?
0: His, his 24th Olympics, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, yeah, Jess Fox, maybe?
0: Nah, she wasn't born, it doesn't count. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah.
1: Ash Barty, maybe.
0: Although tennis. Curious. The redemption <laughs> tour. <I'm laughs> the Kyrgios redemption tour. No, uh. <laughs> oh, it'll be Kyrios
1: be and Ben Simmons. The only, the only thing I may say the there. I know that I know that Um Cat Campbell obviously carried the flag yep. for, for this Olympics. But traditionally swimmers don't because their events
0: are away. you know
1: front loaded. Um,
0: yeah. I think I'll say also traditionally they don't, you know, back to sports. I guess yeah.
1: I'd have to look at the uh, the flag bearers to be honest, but um, yeah, that too. So maybe that might be a thing that um, yeah. leads to, to someone else. But but yeah, I don't I don't have an early pick as much as I did for Patty Mills. Maybe we'll get Patty <laughs> Mills to carry it again. Carry it again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But how good did that next generation of stars looked, like you know the McEwans, the T Cooks, the uh, Arielle Titmusses of the world. Yeah, um, I
1: think. It was a. Uh, if you remember back to Rio, there was Australia had incredibly high expectations in, in the pool, given that they'd yeah. had like their best. Well, maybe this is wrong, but they, I I feel like it's right. The they'd had their best performance ever at a uh, or in a long time at a World Championships like the year before. However, I'm reminded each time we watch the Olympics that the American swim team do not peak. For the World Championships the year before the Olympics, um, yeah. so that didn't that didn't turn out too too well for the swim team in in Rio, only bringing back three goals, wasn't it? So two individual and then the women's relay. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they had eight all together. So,
1: but but this time, wow! The the expectations paid off in basically every race that Ian Thorpe said that we were going to win, we win because yep. he he is the Tony Romo of Australian swimming. <laughs> <laughs> he, wow! What a performance from him as well. Like he should have got a medal. What a what a call.
0: <laughs> Every time he called that it, it happened. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the uh, the Titmus.
0: Yeah, uh, titnus, uh, well, That, that I for me. Say, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think because you've got that sort of two great, two greats going at it, and yep. then obviously the, um, everything sort of surrounding it out of the pool. Um, yeah.
0: Just L- oh, yeah, Dean yeah, so yeah, D- Boxall and
1: yeah, and then salty Americans on on the internet. Um, and and the fact that that was the first.
0: Yeah. Uh, other than other than obviously the relay, um, but that well, was that's the first, the first ever Olympic uh, or World Championship individual that LeDecky didn't win, wasn't it? Or am I getting that wrong?
1: That's sad. the thing with Katie here yeah, That sounds right. You can throw out any stat of being like invincible, and believe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that the great—I um, mean, Basil Semplis would tell you—the greatest the women's women swimmer we've ever seen—yeah, um, brought down and then
0: by a girl from little old Launceston. <laughs> okay, one for the Tasmanians. One for yeah, one for the Apple Isle. <laughs> But, yeah, I feel like
1: that set us off on a – set the tone. Um, and that's why it's hard for me to sort of – that was the moment um,
0: of, of the pool.
1: I think it, it, I think
0: it was hard to top that. Yeah, that whole rivalry really. And it, like, kicked off the whole Australia versus America. And, yeah, it was just – it was a great week to be online. That was yeah. a great week to be Australian online. Yeah. Because that's – as someone said, um, you know, America are just asking to be cyberbullying and they just happen to find a nation who's very good at it. <laughs> um, but the last thing I wanted to get on the swimming is the mixed medley. We need more of it. We need more mixed events in the swimming. Yeah, that was chaos. Because you had uh, no idea what was going on. Like, who was like, they no. like, half a pool ahead, but then, like... So, I feel like,
1: uh, and obviously uh, I'm
0: very... Yeah, casual swimmer watch, but like... Very, um, very
1: novice, but I feel like... The, <laughs> so the stri- McKee-
0: nobody knows what to expect with the strategy. No, exactly. And like, so Emma McKean was our anchor, right, in freestyle. Was not she? Yeah, she was. Um, and she had about a... a um, half a lap to three quarters of a lap lead on Caleb Dressel, who was the anchor for America. He's... <laughs> oh my... And I was God, like, I was, I was watching, like, oh, look at this... 75-metre lead, it's fine. And at the end, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. The thing that sort of stood out to me is that, like, obviously he... Dressel didn't get there,
1: but, like, oh, my God, you could see the difference between the wash coming off his swim and all (laughs) of the leaders that had females in the pool, and, like, this guy is... Wow. (laughs) Like, he's the only swimmer that looks like Michael Phelps. Like...
0: Yeah, what I, a, I guess, yeah, yeah. An for like, him as well. Yeah, like, and you want it to be really specific, Adam Peaty with the breaststroke. He's an absolute cheat code in, um, in relays, relays. It, like in, in mixed relays,
1: yes, or like sorry, oh, uh, med, medley relays, medley relays because he is just percentage wise so much better than everybody else in that stroke that. that, that it doesn't matter who else is.
0: they've got. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like, got some, so they, they bre- got the anyway. But, yeah, 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 but breaststroke is you know it's the slowest stroke. Yeah, but, but he's... A, and to be that much faster at that. So, like, by the time it yeah. hit, like, the next leg's in the pool, yeah, like, everyone else is still finishing off their, their slow leg and, like, they're in the freestyle or whatever, whatever's was last. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... Him and Dressel just look like, yeah, animals.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. I bring up as well um, the... Kaylin McKillen. great performance. Um, cool yeah, as well. Uh,
0: a bit of a, bit, you know, the, the fuck yeah.
1: In the, yeah, oh, the F-bomb and yeah. C-bomb moment was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, the F-bomb. And...
0: Um, <laughs> like, yeah. as well,
1: like, the thing behind that of, like, having your idol up there with you is pretty awesome. Um,
0: yeah, having her present her the medal was cool. And then
1: stand on the, the dais with her for the...
0: the yeah. um that, Although I wonder what, what the... Awesome. It, it is, but I wonder what the, like, the Silver's, like, thinking of. You know, piss off. I imagine what the IOC were thinking about that, the bloody... Um, the The bureaucracy (laughs) the fun police as well yeah i also loved when they because like i don't know how like all these swimming families all lived in the one house in noosa it was incredible but every time they crawl over what do
1: they call the pods
0: the what sorry the
1: they call themselves like the pods or something
0: yeah whatever it was um
1: but, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty like, cool.
0: They all get together and watch the mate Yeah, and, and like Dawn yeah. Fraser is like there. But like the, like the crossing to... And like, you know, obviously Kayla McEwan's sister is also in Olympia and she's wearing her uniform from Rio. Yeah. I probably got a dry cleaned for the event. <laughs> yeah, no, just a, a, a great performance from our aquatic athletes in general.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it, 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 the stats tell
1: the story. Incredible.
0: Um. Okay. I think that's enough swimming chat. You know, two expert and analysts in the swimming, just quietly. But um,
1: I can't even remember the last time I swum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said I swam for a swim. Uh, not the weekend just gone, but yeah, a couple of weekends ago. Are you went pulling a, a Cody Simpson? I went for <laughs> yeah, went for a splash down at the uh, Hobart Aquatic Centre, and uh, let me tell you, I am not good. <laughs> I don't own goggles, so that was part of the struggle, but, um, oh yeah. The wow. backstroke, I was alright, because I didn't have to breathe, like, you know, didn't have to alternate, but oh, everything you else. you a medley? Well, no, because it took me about three minutes for every lap.
1: That's oh, 50 okay.
0: metres, so. No, but were, were you doing a medley? Uh, I didn't do any butterfly.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I can imagine now, like, obviously, as I said, don't really go swimming, but imagine, like, somebody down at the pool doing laps of butterfly, but. But look at this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's he's it like... bloody Jeff Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's let's move on to some quick hitters on some other sports and other moments. I guess in the Olympics. Uh, first of all, Jess Fox finally breaking through. Yeah. Awesome. It, it, it made even better by I think the whole nation stopping to watch her final run in her pet event, um, which was the K1. Yep. So, so I think, yeah, she went into the the kayak as the favourite and the canoe maybe, maybe still favourite, but, like, you know, not as nailed on or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I remember watching that run and, like, you know, the first penalty thinking, oh, yeah, but she's still, like, three seconds ahead.
1: She was absurd. Like you're watching these runs, and you're, it's similar to the to, to the uh, the Winter Olympics in in that regard, Well you don't you don't really know much about the sport, but then everybody's getting progressively faster. Even though like ten minutes ago you said, oh that was a really good run, and then everybody's like shaving seconds off it, and then Just Fox is coming through, and even with the penalty, she's like,
0: right, right yeah, up yeah, there. like and it's wow. like the same with same as like diving. Like you'll see a dive, like oh that was really good, and then the comments like oh that's a terrible entry, oh yeah no, that's yeah no, that was awful. <laughs> I can't believe he's done that. This banned from the sport. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, yeah no like,
0: that that, that, yeah. that second gate hit for Fox, like I oh, the, I was crushed. Chink. Oh my god! And like That's, the devastation. Yeah, you could just see it. So I think that made the canoe win just that much better. Yeah, how about a, a dad on commentary as well? That guy. Yes, yeah, so like, I was watching it on the international feed, so I didn't actually catch it. Oh, the, okay. so I, but I, I did see it. I watched. The, he is the. Thing the calmest
1: father ever. Oh my the god. The
0: opposite Dean Boxall, yes. <laughs> yeah, the the anti
1: yeah, box But like he's just like stunning how calm he was when he uh, but now yeah, now she's got the set uh, plus
0: well she's got two bronze now. Uh yes. So, yeah, so, one, one got and got two. Sil- yeah I was gonna say she's definitely S- got silver, silver in well.
1: London, bronze in yep. in in, right. in Rio and then golden bronze in Tokyo. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Cause you must really, good well well see, like,
1: really good as well to see someone who, who is like one of the, especially a, a, apart from the swim team, like one of the absolute faces of, of, of Olympic sport in Australia as well. Yes. She's on the marketing for everything. To see her do well is great as well. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why I, it's she might be in contention maybe for the flag bear in yep. um, Paris.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that high to a couple of lows. The first one I've written on the run sheet. The second one I just thought of now. But the first one, you know, Peter Bowl. I don't. I don't know whether Peter Bowl's a, a low, to be honest. Like, obviously, he wanted to get yeah, it, but it's. I think it's more than just like how good he looked. In, yeah. Like throughout the thing, like you know, and he was leading. If that's a seven hundred meter race. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Oh my if goodness, the race yeah,
0: ended when he was winning, he would have won.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just all sprint out at the beginning? If, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I think it, as well...
0: Uh, still would a he, special I, performance from him, especially considering our lack of success on the track ever.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I heard, would his time in the heat, or the semi semifinal, um, not sure which uh, it was called, would that have won the, the gold? I think I heard something uh, like he would have won a medal if he'd repeated his time, which is
0: gut wrenching to hear, to be honest. I mean, I'll look it up now, but I don't remember. But, but yeah, sorry. I read
1: an awesome article on him as well, um, that, that sort of his introduction to uh, to organised running. Um a basketball yeah. player before that, and it's actually he, he was at some of the Boomers
0: games. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, okay, so, yeah, in his final which he won. He ran a 144.11. Yep. The gold medal time in the final was a 145.06. Oh, man, that sucks. And he was 145.92.
1: Yeah. But then that, that 800 metres tends to be, again, Listen, I can't remember the last time we went for a run. Um,
0: <laughs> that, now go on, analyse it. From
1: watching seems to be that there is a there is a pace set to certain races. It's not always like they're going to finish on, you know. It, yeah, it's when yeah, someone yeah. detaches from the pack. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as I was saying, uh, awesome article on him uh, in the the West Australian paper about how his introduction to organised running was... Um, a teacher was looking for runners to get to their school. carnival.
0: Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And they, they will oh, oh, Peter
1: will run. Miss, Pete can run. I was like, that's <laughs> so... I've heard, I've heard people say that like when they're, when you're in primary school, like doing they like, say, oh, he can he can do it. He's a really good runner. Like, yeah, I just thought that was awesome. Um, and yeah. obviously, your story coming from um, South Sudan, <sighs> yes, really cool to see someone like that on that stage. Sudan um, or South
0: Sudan. Sudan. Oh no, no, South Sudan. Yes. No, I don't know. Look, I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, but, no, the other one, and like, I haven't written this on the sheet, but, yeah, it just came to me. The whole ordeal of um, Sakakibara. Yeah, that. Damn. So, obviously, like, yeah, uh, I didn't really because, like, again, not a huge follower of the international BMX racing circuit. Um, but, yeah, hearing this, because, like, you know, they made it pretty much one of their stories of the whole Olympics, uh, what happened to her brother? Channel
1: 7 were in... all over that. I, I remember, yeah. I remember hearing about that like a month before the games.
0: Which is yeah, so uh, I must have pretty missed rare for the coverage. Yeah. yeah, so I must have missed them, but yeah, obviously he was, you know, cause they're half Japanese, I think. Um, yeah. and then so him, them being in Japan with the grandmother and hearing about his crash in, I want to say Bathurst, um, with the dad there as well and then just what that family's gone through over the last 18 months, and then to pretty much, the like, to see Sia yeah. crash. Yeah. Like, and there was no updates for, like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, 10 minutes, like... Yeah. Until it, like, you know... And then they said that, oh, Sia's boyfriend is in this final, and then the camera repairs and she's, like, walking out to hug him after the race. I was like, oh, thank God, she's all right. You could have said something. Jeez. <laughs> um... As an expert in BMX, she was taken out. She got cut off. Ironically, no, cut off I'm... by the, the wife of one of our greatest BMX riders ever, apparently. It's Sam Willoughby. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so Alice Willoughby is the American BMX rider who's married to Sam Willoughby, one of our riders. Or well, former riders. He's now a paraplegic because he also crashed. That's a dangerous sport. Yeah. It's like, there was a lot of crashes in that. There was a lot of crashes in cycling in general. That I, one where the, the bike axle broke oh, in the velodrome. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. The, and then also uh, Denmark catching up with Team GB in the sprint yeah. and then just, like, plowing, yeah. into, like, not even looking where he's going and just plowing into the back of him and then having the gall to yell at him. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? I, I oh. don't know if I'd, maybe I'd
1: just forgotten about it between Olympics, but the speed you get up to on the velodrome. That's 73 kilometers an hour. Holy crap!
0: Yeah, and so the girl who I was speaking to, a friend of mine who was like training for it, maybe for Rio or London. I'm not sure when. Yep. Um, but obviously, yeah, velodrome. Um, I forgot the point I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just name dropping here with that. Either. <laughs> <They're> just, not... <laughs> yeah, no, I forget what, oh, what I was going to say. <laughs> that was the point. There was a point to that. <laughs> that I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, in, in, in about three seconds it's just gone. Oh that's right, yeah. Um yeah, she's sorry, what she said was you can pretty much count on one hand uh, the amount of crashes that have ever been in the velodrome. Like, you know, from people colliding. Yeah, like they don't happen. Yeah, they just don't happen. And then there was yeah. heaps of them.
1: I think that's why the Again, not a massive watcher of the Velodrome, although I do like it. And then, when was the last time I went for a bike ride. Oh my god, he's caught me out again. <laughs> um, I always thought would again, maybe because it was Anna Yeah,
0: um, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And also the 2004 performance where they had like six goals. I just assumed that Australia were like a powerhouse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um,
0: <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Some other quick hitters. Italy being the fastest nation on the planet—that's that's good to hear. Also, being the highest jumpers. Yes, the just purest athletes, really. It's the, the high jump and the hundred-meter sprint are really the essence of the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> then celebrating together um, was yeah. pretty cool. One of the mo- one of my moments of the games was um well, well that, but then also by extension, um the two high jumpers, yeah, you know, the vision yeah. that came out after. And, you know, yeah. the, the, nerd, the nerds and the wet socks on the internet, oh my, they're like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, they should be made to jump off. It's about who's the best. Like, well, they're... they're what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you've, And if you're you've, in you've, that you've, situation, you you've this your sharing. whole yeah. yeah, you've worked for this your whole life. yeah You have a guaranteed medal, gold medal. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to play double or nothing? Oh, well, there's, <laughs> no, there's no double, but there's a lot of nothing, so no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, Italy being fast, it's not something that people can deal with. I don't think. Well, I mean, Ferrari have been struggling at that for a while. Yeah, yeah, but like, (laughs) and even like, even ignoring the guy that won the hundred meter sprint by Jacobs, you know, strong Italian name. Um, Although I did read up on him. Apparently, he can't speak English, so that's That's cool. (laughs) So yeah, he was born in Texas, but moved to Italy when he was like one month old, and yeah, just just grown up there. And yeah, can't speak him. He can like speak very, very poor English. Apparently. Hmm. Um but no in the I don't know if you watched the hundred meter relay. The the bloke that did the, the mow down. My goodness.
1: No, I missed the didn't the the US stuffed up one of the relays where the the, the changeover was shambolic.
0: Yeah, so they didn't even make the final. Yeah. Um but then yeah, the hundred meter relay final, it was uh GBA was winning it by about uh five meters or so into the last change. Hmm. Like, then yeah, the Italian guy, like he wasn't gaining on him, then all of a sudden the jets just came out. <laughs> and I think in the last like twenty metres he just just got him and the British guy was distraught. But like Was um, it a was it a Carl Trauma's anchor leg? Yeah, well he didn't have that much work to do. Like it was still pretty close at the changeover. But um yeah. in terms of like it was a classic Aussie bow down, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um and like the British guy like ran a like they ran a the a great race. It was just yeah. They just got done at the end, um, and also side note of the sprinting, Roland Browning, the fastest mullet on the planet. That was yeah. I think
1: really he beat Johan. Like that's awesome. Yeah, and to run. It's a shame he couldn't. Like you, two fractions yeah. of a second off being under ten seconds. That would have been really cool. Um, yeah. So I don't know what's our record time. Is I him? think it's. I think there uh, was it. Is it Patrick Johnson? Has run under ten seconds for Australia. Um, I think it's like nine point. It's like nine point 9. nine. I think that's the Australian record. 993. Nine, nine, yeah. There you go. Um, that was Australia had. Uh, we've had a couple of relay teams that were decent. Sort of going back like twenty years ago. I think he was in a couple of those. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but not a yeah, known
0: sprinting country. Yeah, ten points one The wheels. Yeah, and um, on sprinting. Before we move on, there's a couple of more I want to get to for question times. There's a few questions. Um, the decathlon. So, like these guys are obviously like pretty good at everything, but they're not great at one thing. So they just did the decathlon. Yeah. And then you compare their times to like the actual event specialists, and like just how they look, and they just look like gumbies, <laughs> especially in the running ones. Yeah. But then, but then like you see like the four hundred meters, there's like some huge gaps. Yeah. In like between first and last in those heats, but then you look at the hundred meter times, and like Ash Maloney ran like a ten point three. Yeah, that's so like. <laughs> he's bloody Yeah. <rapid. laughs>
1: Well, I think in the typically in those sort of ones, like you said, you've you've got to be good at it. You've got to be pretty good at a couple of them.
0: Yeah. But you then mean, even I... to
1: get in, even to get into that event, you've got to be like uh, just missing sort of qualifying for that event for your country.
0: Yeah. Probably as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's just move on to the surprise medal section. But firstly, Melissa Wu finally getting her individual medal was, was cool. MQ alum. Yeah, Macquar- Macquarie University's finest. Finest.
1: I um, think they. I think they're also trying to claim Kate Campbell and Lauren Jackson, but anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you go down to like that bottom hall of the sports hall, there's like all the, the athletic yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's a there's
1: a there's a big picture of um, Melissa Wu next to bed, uh, Macquarie's greatest ever basketball player, Ben Qualiata.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Be too kind, please. i am got a <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, like that, I think final. Like the two Chinese, combined age of 29. <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. And like, yeah, there was no chance she was beating those. Like, they both weighed about 12 kilos, so like their slash is minimal. <laughs>
1: Is that, would that be one of your uh, criteria? Maximum splash. They should give a medal for maximum splash.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds like something sports bet would do. <laughs> um, some other surprise medals. Uh, a couple of field medals. Uh, high jump and javelin. Nicola McDermott and Kelsey Lee Barber as well. Yeah, that's um, managed to catch the high jump because it was
1: just after the boomers and before their. Yeah. Um medal ceremony.
0: Yeah, people complained that they cut away from the boobers like, it's a medal chance. What do you want about it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like We're I understand A,
0: a, <laughs> a medal in high jump, we don't do this.
1: <laughs> oh wait, Brandon Stark almost got one.
0: He's, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he's he's yeah. he's such a nearly man. <laughs> um but yeah, maybe if Kelsey Lee Barber had got that last bit of beef. No oh, idea. Although the Dance Dance Revolution record is probably yeah, more we, impressive. Yeah, we need, we need that, that medal. Uh, yeah, and then obviously we brought up Ash Maloney as well. Just obviously not a huge watcher of athletics in general outside of the Olympics, but then, especially decathlon, like, you've at least heard of like other people in other events. Yeah. But then watching the decathlon, I'd heard of Cedric Dubla, because I think he was yep. at the last Olympics, you had? and, and oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't you? <laughs> no. Oh, I, yeah, I'd heard of Dubler because I think he was at Rio, um, or at worst he was at the Kong Games. Cedric Dublin is, is a fantastic name. It just it is sounds it, like a, it's in a, like a like a teen movie. I mean, there was it was a great Olympics for names in general. Really, there was that you know Lucas Wank the German basketball. There was Augustin Loser, the Argentinian. <laughs> what I forget what he did. Uh yeah. and obviously the the photo of the running you know Fark and Hor next to each other. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I'd heard of Dubla, and then I looked at the medal table, uh, sorry, the standings, and this Maloney kid's like up there halfway through, and I was like, oh, hello, lads are on here. Yeah. Um, I think that's the ultimate unexpected because at least, you know, never heard of him. <laughs> and he's only 21, so, you know, hopefully, just, you know, knowing how decathlon works and how athletes age in the sport. Kick kicks yeah. on for Paris. For, for Paris, years.
1: yeah. We've well, got to bring Dubler along with him now.
0: Oh, that, yeah. Moment, I'm talking about moments of the games. That's the. the... the... If, if there's ever a high school spirit award, <laughs> Cedric <consider Doobler laughs> is getting it. Yeah. Um, and then also the beach volleyballs. It was a, an enjoyable tournament to follow for them. Uh, you know, aesthetics aside. <laughs> Just the actual, you know, getting into the sport. Um, yeah. Because we had not meddled in it since 2000, I think. Um, and then, yeah, following, you know, there, there are sports that are a bit too sportsmanship-oriented for me. Yeah. You know, the celebrating after every point, win or lose. I don't know if I, I was about <laughs> that. I don't know if I can get around such, you know, such blatant displays of sportsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just a, it's a bit too heartwarming for me. Did you watch the volleyball at all?
1: No, I missed the volleyball. See, that I think the issue for me is that I, I was watching a substantial amount of the basketball program, so that probably took away from um, seeing a, seeing a couple of events. Um, I'm not sure if you finished with your list, but like some extra ones that I've found were just insane. Th- those Norwegian runners, oh my god!
0: Oh, like nipple man.
1: Stick to your Olympics. Stick to the Winter Olympics. After you breaking break these records, the 400-metre hurdles record tumbled by like a second. Yeah, wow. And then was it the... Um, oh, it's escaping me now. Was it 1,500 metres, the Norwegian one? I don't remember. As well? But like, yeah. Wow, they're taking over. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, the first night of the track... 10,000 10, metres. Um, is it Pat Tiernan? Yep. Gave his absolute all. And, I mean, yeah, pretty hard watching him stumble there at the end, but awesome to see him finish. He was gave everything um, and was right with the leaders for yeah. a lot of yeah. them, probably 9,500 metres.
0: Yeah. Um, one more thing before we get to moments of the games. Uh, the expectation of team sports, uh, and especially the women's team sports, probably let us down a little bit, you know, compared to what we were expecting with you know the hockey, hockey roos, the Matildas, the, well, the Matildas still you know got to the bronze medal game, but
1: you know yeah, yeah.
0: pulled pulled it out of their absolute ass to get there in the first place, you know that last <laughs> twenty minutes against Great Britain was oh my goodness ridiculous series of events from the
1: the Micah save to the. Fowler top bins, and then uh, was it It was off the kickoff that Kerr scored, wasn't it, second half of extra time? Um, uh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Um, yeah, but, you know, the Matilda's a bit like the Opals, probably stagnating a little bit. But, again, don't watch a lot of women's football outside of the Olympics. But it just seemed like, you know, not a lot was, you know, a lot of...
1: There, there were certainly, um, again, I'm speaking on a lot of sports that I, I really don't have <laughs> the, even, I mean, I don't I'm really not,
0: have the. What was the semi-final women's soccer?
1: <laughs> I don't really have the authority to speak on basketball at all. Um, even basketball. Um, but yeah, set, extending that across more sports. But yeah, it felt like at times, uh, was it the, the semi-final against, um, Sweden? Sweden, that there was a lot of sort of aimless, try and get... It was a sport. sport.
0: It was Stoke City 2012, Kevin Jones and Ricardo Fuller. <laughs> so the, how it's been explained to me, and I didn't really think of this, but I agree with it, um, the Matildas invested, or well, sorry, Australia invested in women's football before a lot of other countries did, which yeah. is why they were so good in, like, you know, the early to mid 2010s. Yep. And then everyone else, like all the other traditional powers have kind of caught up. Like yeah.
1: I sort of I felt the, the the women's Premier the women's Premier League or the women's super league. Um, that's sort of come yeah. on in leaps and
0: bounds recently. The so Women's Super League is the English one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's what I'm talking about, sorry. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. Yeah. We're we're big clubs those. are
1: starting to put money behind it, aren't they?
0: Some more the values. So like Chelsea have a really good women's team, Man City do Arsenal do Liverpool have famously neglected it. They're actually in the yes. second division. I have heard about that, yeah. Yeah, so Liverpool famously do not give a shit about their women's team. But yeah, so women's football in general is it's equalising. Um, yeah. But yeah. Alright, what well, moment of the games. Not including boomers, because that's too easy. Um as I said earlier, I think it's
1: hard to go past the the titmus four hundred metres. Um, yeah. Really yeah. It's tough to um, especially from an Australian standpoint, go past that. Um, in terms of maybe a, a wider um, world, and and maybe not necessarily medal-focused, but the, when Luka Doncic rolled up and poured out 48 in his first game. <laughs> that, just wild. Um, the Slovenian run in general, but yeah. yeah. Um, I think... It, most of my other sort of quote-unquote moments of the games were
0: sort of touched on, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mine would probably be the Dingaroos. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going like, to... If you're listening, you definitely know about it, so I'm not going to bother going into it. Um, but I will say, yeah, that last night I was talking to my mum back home and then she was like, oh, I read something about Dingaroos. <laughs> <laughs> um what's that I had to oh, have you ever tried to explain like a tweet of yours to your parents my no, god not, it was, it not was specifically oh, just, just try to try to avoid that yeah well, so do I but then she was yeah it was it was just like you know um oh, oh yeah so I I called the softball team the dingaroos and the official team account used it <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she was like, "Oh,
0: did you get recognition?" Like, no. <laughs> did you get? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I'll yeah. add to the to the moments. Um, seeing Owen Wright celebrate with the surfing team was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then I guess like yeah, also um, Keegan Palmer's gold medal in skateboarding. Just like everyone was celebrating. It didn't really matter if yeah. he'd won or not. Yeah. Like, I, I watched a video of, like, he ran straight across to the guy that came third, and they were just, like, jumping up and down, losing their shit. The 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 women's,
1: quote-unquote, women's skateboarding um, early in the games, where the podium was, like, 13, 15, and 15.
0: No, it wasn't one of them, like, 30,
1: but the other two were, like, teenagers. Oh, okay. Maybe I lost in... um yeah,
0: come on, mate. ...translation <laughs> there, I'm, like, yeah,
1: look like, at <laughs> <laughs>
0: the 13 year old girl medals. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, great. Yeah, this, they get younger. All right. We've already been going too long, but we have questions to end this. Luckily, I'm sitting down. Yes. And, i so say, last time I recorded with Chris and Steve Smith, and obviously I played up the Steve Smith Factor, and predictably all the questions were about Steve Smith. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, I so mean, got... what, do you, what do you expect when you've got the Australian Test captain on? Oh, sorry, Australian Test captain, former Australian oh, Test captain. Come on,
0: mate. Yeah. Okay. So, first question from Maddie. Uh, many people are saying that bronze medals are actually rose gold and therefore more prestigious than gold medals. Why are they correct?
1: <laughs>
0: well, then... I think. Um... <laughs> right, yeah. Go. Oh, we're gonna... Well, as we
1: spoke about before, you'd rather win the bronze than lose and get silver, wouldn't you? Yes. There's, a, there's certainly well, an element of that.
0: Yeah, in the moment, yes. Yeah. And as my dad always says, if you're not thirsty, you last.
1: your dad Ricky Bobby?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, first of the losers. Uh, and then he also said, Is it too early tonight, Paddy Mills, for services to all of humanity? It's, it's, it's too long overdue.
1: <laughs> there was, I, uh, on a sort of more serious note, I um, was reading a I think it was a tweet referencing an article about uh, there's a town in um, northwestern New South Wales that um, oh um, were having Wolgat yeah we're having issues with their water. Yeah. Somebody else. It's like has the state government has the local government looked at this? Has the, the federal government looked? Like who's 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 supplying <laughs> Patty this Mills. for you? Paddy Mills is. This guy's <laughs> already running himself a level of government. It's like yeah, get him. Paddy Mills for PM. Yeah.
0: Um, Josh asks, "Why do we need to get rid of golf ahead of anything else in the Olympics?" Nah, okay. So, I, I agree, golf's a bit of a weird one for an Olympic sport. But yeah. the the fact that there was a chance for a seven-way playoff for bronze, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. I am all in on that, and I was I didn't watch it, but yeah, like if we're getting rid of anything first in the Olympics, it's equestrian. Yeah. It's, it's anything like, and especially dressage. Yeah, like what? What? are just walking a horse around. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, and like you said, the horse does all the work, and then the human gets the reward. Like, what is this? Yeah. And if the horse and if the horse makes a mistake, it probably gets shot. I think that
1: obviously um, the thing with golf in the Olympics, I, I assume, is like it's to, it's another one of those sort of quote unquote professional sports with you know a cast of Athletes that you know, and it's aimed at the ratings. Isn't yeah, it? well, Cameron and, Smith was in it, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, that's a I. I saw the names competing in golf, and it was a lot of, you know, the pros that you see. Was it. I think you're a little bit more attuned to it than I am. Um, sure. <laughs> do they get. I assume it's similar to tennis that they get a reasonable amount of the guys on the
0: tour? I didn't actually see who was in the golf. Okay. Um, um, but I'll look up one of the guys I know, the DeChambeau. I think he had to pull out for uh, COVID, didn't he? Yes, he did. So who else was there? Hideki Matsuyama. I think...
1: Um, who ended up winning the goal? Uh, was, was it not know. Was it... Is it Schaufel?
0: Yeah, Xander Schauf, Schaufel. I don't know. He's from yeah. America. I, so yeah, a lot of these guys... I've, like, Rory McElroy was there... Um, he yeah. was part of that, the one, two, three, it, it, Yeah, It was seven a seven-man playoff for the third, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it would be interesting to me to get, like, a week-to-week golf fan's sort of view of where the Olympics sort of sits within their sport. Like, we've got this sort of basketball background where it's like... Yeah. We know that the Olympics is the, quote-unquote, pinnacle for international play. Yeah, but, but, it's, but not... But not that's for basketball not, in general, no. Not for basketball in general or viewed from an American prism. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I'll, I'll ask my dad, but, um, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't imagine it's, it's like a cool thing to have, really, but it's not. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I mean, mean you wouldn't,
0: yeah, if, yeah. If, it, if it was taken away, I don't think. Um, yeah, there wouldn't be too much hand-winging over it, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. But no, dressage first. Um, Warwick Ahern, uh, if you were to combine two current Olympic sports into one hybrid sport, what would you choose? i tried to think about this before when I saw this come through, and I haven't got it. Like, Aqua League is the best I've got. Aqua League. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't
1: know. Like, well, mate, what about if the, you um, combined, like, fencing with equestrian? Would that... Or would that,
0: um... well, well, polo, or lancing, or whatever it's called. Yeah, if Joustic, like, Joustic, That's the if, one.
1: If, if, we had, if, we, if would that keep equestrian on the on the uh, program for you? If
0: we combined it with fencing, only if instead of horses, it was two guys in a horse suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, then, then they'd earn their medal, then, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, because yeah. So, and also, <laughs> yes, but also, like, look. On a semi-serious note, um. The reason things like, you know, motorsports aren't in the Olympics is because it's against the IRC code to have mechanical assistance, right? Yeah. How is that different for horses? Yeah. Well, I guess the fact that it's sort of always been a thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't know if equestrian comes under the whole, like the core sport thing that I spoke about earlier. I'd assume so. I, 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 yeah, I assume so. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, like Maybe something something involving shooting. Yeah, you, know, well, you, you can add that to anything, goodness. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, uh, like basketball and shooting. It's like the marathon that you everybody's got um, a pistol. Actually, it's a marathon, but everyone's got a, a yeah. No, it's like the Greco-Roman wrestling, but everyone's got a little lance, like a stick.
1: <laughs> I think you're gonna yeah. say it's like Greco-Roman wrestling, but everybody's got a like a pistol, and then it's like a Western shootout. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, now it's it the final at, the Mexican standoff.
1: It only happens at high noon. <laughs> they have, like, you what? know how they've you know they got, like, the each little arena for the Olympic sport. This one's like a little saloon with the doors. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and they have to walk in with, like, the spurs on their boots. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't think of it like a serious answer. I don't think, it's not a serious question, I don't think. No, I don't, I don't think there is a serious answer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there is, it's called decathlon or like modern pentathlon.
1: Maybe, what, could you add, uh, if you put like volleyball and water polo together and then you played volleyball in the water. Oh yeah, v- v- water volley polo. Well, I think Australia would be good at that because <laughs> it's water-based. Oh,
0: excuse me. Sorry, continue. Continue. <laughs> No, I was just going
1: Sorry. to say Australia would be good at that because it's, it's water based. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver yeah, yeah. And actually, yes, you're right. When
0: it, when it, and it, well, actually, I, I know. Yeah, you could combine. um Well, if they're trying to get T20 to the Olympics, aren't they? Cricket? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be at the next COM Games, actually. Yeah, so if you combine T20 cricket with diving, you can have classic catches in the pool, which I know has been done by sports bet, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not an original Ben idea, but you know we'll take it. Um, okay, so Jordan, who disclaimer I know personally, has sent through three questions. Um, one of them is: Should Peter Bowl run for PM? No pun intended. I promise. It sure may. <sighs> Dickhead. <laughs> um, no. Or <laughs> actually, oh no, okay. but the whole story of him at the carnival is great. Yeah. Um okay should we be harsh on this is Jordan again should we be harsh on the Matildas for missing out on bronze or harsh for not qualifying in the finals um <coughs> for me I, I'm not har- I don't think it's harsh sorry I'm not going to criticize them for losing the bronze medal game because like you know 10 USA is very good and even then they like if they sort their defense out the Matildas they probably win that game because they could get yeah. some rubbish goals um but yeah, like I've said, you know, at length, um, I think the problems with the Matildas are that, you know, they've had their window and like everyone else is caught up. And while they're great going forward, their, their defense is just, it's pretty ordinary and the tactics. And look, uh, the, the coach Gustafsson hasn't actually been to Australia and a lot of his, um, training camps were actually run virtually. So it's always going to oh, be. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, so it's always going to be, um, you know, pretty hard to yeah. get any sort of, like, legitimate cohesion and tactics installed. Um, and I forget when he was hired, but he's, his contract is until the end of the World Cup, so he's got until there, so he's got time. Yeah. but um, I yeah, think everybody's um, banking on a big
1: performance aren't they, at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm, I'm harsher on the tactics they had against Sweden, you know, like you said, the, the yeah. long balls and, like, It was pretty uninspiring stuff, but I think having had time to digest it, probably wind it back a little bit, because I think they did, and yeah, look, they lucked into the medal rounds, but then once you get there, like, I think they played reasonably well in patches against Sweden. I think overall Sweden probably deserved to win, whatever you think about the... Incredible goal this (laughs) allowed. Who? The Kerr goal. Oh yeah, that's what I was literally about to say. I was like, yeah, whatever oh, yeah, you sorry. think of the, yeah, whatever yeah. you think of the the call for the goal. Which I mean, you could argue she was offside and blocking, but at the same time, how much did she actually? Like, I don't think she did much. But yeah, um, yeah. But if they're still playing like this in two years of the World Cup, then I'd be officially like, you know, what's going on? I think that was some of the sentiment that I saw like during the
1: games, and I mean that's as much as sort of my analysis comes to like sort of just. Um, recalling what I saw smarter people closer to the situation say during the time, but it's more like they they could have maybe used this Olympics as yeah. a, sort of the the bouncing pad towards the home World Cup. So, like, play your
0: younger players that are going to be there. Um, <laughs> and they kind of did that, you know, like... Yeah. Mary Fowler, Kara Cooney-Cross, Tegan Micah. Yeah. Okay, I think Jordan's... it was, like... In... Oh, no, no, keep going.
1: Like, like you said, sort of to, to lead off on that, it's I don't I don't think was the expectation really a, a medal for the Matildas or was it more just like
0: I think it's always hope with the Matildas considering you know how good they generally yeah. are at major tournaments. But um, I think it's is it also was that hope more
1: than expectation. I yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: oh, definitely it was hope. But yeah, I don't. What I also didn't realize is the Matildas have never medaled. I thought yeah. they'd snagged a bronze somewhere, but yeah.
1: Well, they had that awful. Um, sort of boomers-esque loss in the quarterfinals in Rio.
0: Oh, the, the Brazil, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Brazil penalties, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay. And the last question from Jordan uh, was, how would you measure Olympic success finishing on top of Team GB or finishing top four? I mean, I don't know what this question means. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, I mean, th- sort of the didn't, issue with, yeah. We, we didn't beat either. We didn't do either of those Australia
1: ended up finishing sixth. sixth. Yeah, behind rock nation. It's (laughs) rock nation. I think the team GB have have been really good on off the back of London. Yeah, like that's still sort of that's still sort of going. Yeah, Um, it'd be interesting. Like uh, notably, they I know obviously different arena, but they beat us at the twenty fourteen Com games, which is the first Com games that Australia lost in a long time, and that was off the two years off the back of their home Olympics. Yeah, um, so, so I like, yeah, It was their
0: home com games as well, wasn't it? it was in Glasgow. It was in Glasgow, yeah. Um, oh, well, so not Scotland's tec- home
1: com games, but yes, yeah, technically not England's <laughs> um, home, but you know, like same landmass. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, I I'd st- six. I'd struggle to call that a disappointment. This, this no, was well, a very, yeah,
0: like the, very successful. Equal, like like their best their best gold medal tally of all time or since Athens or is that the same thing? I don't actually know. I guess relatively. Sorry, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 17 golds ties Athens, but I'm not, that's yeah. the most I've ever gotten. Yes, that is the most I've ever gotten. Yeah, okay, then yeah. yeah. I mean, like, objectively, it was a very. And, like, even if you take out the, like, the, you know, the split of where the medals came from. Yeah. Like, you gotta know your strengths, and yeah, it was still a, you know, a great Olympics. Yeah. So I think objectively it was successful. I don't really think there's any way I you could negatively think... judge that as a whole, like, team effort.
1: Australia is a, we put a lot of money in, into the Olympic Games and performing well at the Olympic Games. But I don't think, and you may disagree with this, but like I don't think we're, Australia doesn't try to, we don't consider the Olympics a whole... it's a team of our 480 competitors going up against the US. Let's have a look at the medal tally. Let's win the medal tally. It's not about that for Australia. I think it's about that for the US and China. Uh, Russia to some extent, Um, but in Australia it's (laughs) rock nation. Um, I don't think it's like that in Australia at all. It's about the individual athletes winning them, and if it's about any team in general, it's about the swim team. Really,
0: yeah, yeah. And look, Um, I I think it also helps that we don't really have a realistic chance of winning the medal tally because a the population, but also sorry, and the resources. Yeah, Um, but then like the amount of sports we just we're just non factoring Like even. Like, America and China are pretty much, like, getting so chances in, yeah. Yeah, in everything. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, yeah I mean,
1: it's, the Olympics is about Australia punching above their weight and then talking shit about it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what it's become. Yep. Rio and this one especially.
0: Well, yeah, Rio not so much, but this Oh, well, I'm been.
1: saying more like the interactions online yeah. in the way they are now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. We are. We are. and I mean, only beating, <laughs> uh, yeah, only losing by two goals to the US swim team is.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, I was just going to read. Didn't you get um, 2016 being um, about online? Remember the the Sun, the Sun Yang bots, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, Alright. Two more questions. Uh, one from Dave, who also was, uh, Massive peddler of the dingaroos, so salute to Dave. <laughs> um, do you think anyone on Team USA would give a shit if basketball was removed for the next Olympics? Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. I think
1: um, there would like, be. Yeah, they, they,
0: they, I think like that. It's like this. What we just said with golf. Like it's cool to have the medal. Like it's like the USA guys probably think it's a cool experience. But I don't think they. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Lose a lot of sleep over it. Like uh, who, who was it? Who said the? Um, it was. Was it? I think it was Jason Tatum. Was quoted as saying, "You know, I want to do this again. It was really fun." Um, yeah. I forget who it was exactly, but um, yeah, like, yeah, I don't think if basketball was removed, I don't think USA would, you know, be too upset about it. I'm sorry, I think more. And Jill has replied, probably what I was going to say. Uh, the like American public would probably be beside themselves. It's like a guaranteed goal that they've lost, but the actual yeah. players yeah. probably don't care.
1: I think maybe this is like, uh, adjusting the question somewhat, but this is like, I feel like, uh, if maybe not necessarily if basketball was removed, but if Team USA just decided to only send college players and yeah. they, if they got demolished, like Americans say, oh, they don't care about the, the Olympic gold medal basketball. If they, if they lose that, they, they will care. The redeemed team was a huge thing. Yeah. That was a big push, NBA's biggest stars, to, to go back there and claim that medal. Like, for as much as we do say, like, oh, you know, Americans don't really care about it. They don't care yeah. about it because they win it. If they don't win it, they, they'll care about it. There, uh, yeah, there would be... Yeah, yeah, exactly right. The sort of criticism that we have on a, on a swim team, if they, like, not to the same level, but like, if we have on a swim team that doesn't do well, it's not necessarily criticism, but
0: there are questions asked. I think that yeah. would be that sort of, yeah. And the last question, and i saved this one for last because I think it's a good one. Uh, friend of the show, Hendo, uh, he asks, what Olympic sport do you genuinely think you could get good enough at to make an Olympic team in three years' time? As in, all other responsibilities are gone, pure three years, uninterrupted training, and then he's got the Italian fingers emoji. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I've thought oh, about this it... as well. Sorry, does he
1: mean that the. Is that like a at money thing that you can just pay off the IOC and win a medal? No, like, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> is that a serious question?
1: No, no, I'm just.
0: That was. It. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just wanted to bring
1: up, bring up the bugger uh, photo that I've seen. Yeah, the time I didn't in want the last to have few to. Weeks.
0: Like, yeah, okay, I didn't want to have the, the mental gymnastics to explain the question. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I think off the top of my head, and look, the, the actual answer is none of them, but, um, because I don't think I'm genuinely good enough for anything, but, um, the, I feel like the, the most clear pathway is probably, and this might sound dumb, but probably 3 by 3 basketball. Oh my. And look, I, okay, I know, I know, I, I'm just saying, cause it, like, full court basketball, no chance, no, no chance in hell. Yeah. Um and, and even three by three, obviously it's like the WNBA players, like they got sent to that one. Like Kelsey Plum was in that for God's sake. But yeah. um like considering my pre existing skill set um and the, the lack of, you know distance running and endurance required for it It's yeah, like yeah. Whatever I say I'm going to sound like I'm disrespecting the sport and sounding dumb, so yeah. there's no real good answer. <laughs> but I, like at least because I've played basketball before, I think that's, like, the safest... Yeah. But, like, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, no. There's I mean yeah. something like archery with, like, no physical skill required, just all, like, mental and that sort of, like... Actually, that I'm sorry if any archers are listening to this because that makes me sound really bad now. Any archers? Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> They're, they're, but no, it, it'd be, you know, it'd be a sport like it'd be a sport like that, you know, or like archers, just walk the horse around.
1: You know, you know what the archers are doing at the moment—they're dipping their arrows in fire at the moment and firing them. Yes, um, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you had it right in the first sentence saying that <laughs> obviously not good. Hendo only gave us three years. Yeah, ten, <laughs> ten maybe. Because if you, I mean, maybe over ten years. One of us could get good enough at maybe like a a shooting or, like I said, archery or a a skill based event.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's anything like physical athleticism related. I think we're cooked.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, unbelievably.
0: (laughs) Um, That has been well
1: established over these last two (laughs) hours. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'd be like archery or shooting or, um,
1: yeah, or like literally horse dancing. Well, I mean, yeah, you could, if there was an unlimited time frame and maybe, an un, un, yeah, like you said, an unlimited budget, don't have any other responsibilities, maybe an equestrian medal isn't out of the question. You can you can get the A on the group project in, like, the team eventing.
0: You can just be there. Yeah, just, just literally be the, the anchor leg in, like, the heat swim of a relay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, I guess it, it, it would have to be one of those sort of skill-based ones. Um, trying to think of...
0: Yeah, so someone I mean, in the We just had the
1: Olympics is... for two weeks, and now I can't think of what Olympic events are.
0: Yeah, like, so someone in the replies has put discus or javelin? Like, no! no. <laughs> Not even close! <laughs> <laughs> like, those you guys could... are throwing those things, like, 80 metres.
1: If you gave me like ten seconds to run and place the javelin, how far <laughs> I, I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, just like run, yeah, I, run, may- run up and then throw it a bit further, <laughs> like a thirty-meter uh, handicap.
1: If you, if you gave us like 10 years or something, maybe we could learn to sail at Olympic level. But even then, you could have a lifetime. And, there are so many athletes that dedicate their life and do this that don't even get yeah, the it, chance it's, like, it's an
0: insulting question, really. So, you yeah. Jesus, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the correct answer is nothing. But, yeah. Yeah, I'd t- nothing. I got nothing. Just absolutely nothing. Yes. Yeah, so also, Aussie Piston in the replies has said, uh, "As a five foot eight unathletic male, it has to be like archery or shooting or something." But Yeah. Yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, generally, the sentiment, yeah. Like, what I don't think people realize is, so like, I looked up the pace for walking, like race walking. Yeah, it's absurd. Like those, those bastards run like walk. Sorry, I like there's like rules on those. Yeah, but once oh, all we'll, are we're, we're very familiar with those men. They're they're walking fifty kilometers at an average pace of four minutes twenty a kilometer. Yeah,
1: I mean just walking fifty kilometers. Well, yeah, it's absurd. Like, I you can't, can't. I can't take I can't the rules run. away. Take
0: the rules yeah. away, and I would not get close to that. Like fifty kilometers? You kidding? Yeah, but like, yeah, but like, I can't run one kilometer in four minutes twenty. Yeah, that's a pretty absurd pace. Like, I reckon if I just sprinted a kilometer all out, I might get close to four twenty. I mean, it's this is like completely,
1: like, uh, just speculation. But I would assume race walkers are probably people that have done marathons and whatever that find that they are relatively better at the walking than, like, you know what I mean. Like, that's how you get into race walking. I assume. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I will bit. I did think, how does one get into race walking exactly? Yeah. It's not something I would imagine is, you know, offered at a lot of schools as an extracurricular. (laughs) Race walking. Oh, man. Like, yeah, standing in front of the school at the sports assembly on the Friday morning, like, all right, let's get our race walking team up here. Oh, you'd be bullied beyond belief in school. I think, anyway, your best
1: shot of making the Olympics is probably being the um, the social media manager for the Dingaroos anyway.
0: Well, look, not to sound salty, but they started following people today, and I wasn't one of them, and I don't know what's going on here. That's, I mean, you're getting,
1: there have been so many inventions in history where the person that owns, the first person, the <laughs> copywriter, becomes the person that history remembers. And, I mean, you're just, you're just one of those little people.
0: Well, you that say that, works. but you say that. So, obviously, a friend of the show, Mitch Doyle, who was on our Cardstocks podcast, during the night that this was happening, he went and bought dingaroos.com so. Oh, that's great. Wait, is it up yet? Let me have a look. <laughs> look at it, it doesn't he? I think he's got the domain now. I think anything's on it. Oh, it can't be reached. Yeah. So, like, when this, when this was happening, I tried to buy dingaroos.com.au, but the .au made the whole domain, like, 140 bucks for two years. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that committed to this. <laughs> not that committed. <laughs> I mean,
1: you've got, to, you've got to buy it and then sit on it, so then when they... They eventually Well, that, that, the that's name. what
0: Mitch has done. Yeah, we should have got him up for this long little segment. No oh, talk us I through mean, a Dingaroo strategy.
1: That is that is incredibly This <laughs>
0: it's, it's an investment chance, and he's taken it.
1: He has, yeah, he'd be retiring at the age of
0: thirty-five at this rate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but all right, that brings us to the end of another episode of Beyond the Fence. Uh, it's slowly building, like like eight questions i heard that's,
1: of that's big. It is big. I think that's on the back of hashtag Dingaroos. You put it. You put in the effort over this Olympics.
0: Yeah, I put the yards in, Mate, The next podcast about whatever that's going to be, there's going to be nothing. But you know,
1: this is you. You found your niche during the Olympics, like um used to be Brownlow and Dallium award shows.
0: Yeah, well, that's a reference to all it's going to get. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, like, you know, all I wanted from the Dingeroo's experience was, A, for them to hit a dinger, which thankfully they did. Shout out to Jade Wall. There was one dinger, wasn't there? In the yeah, there was, era. A, there, was, there was a half dinger, <laughs> like, one that bounced over the fence, but I think it's just not a make double. Um, but, yeah, the official dinger was Jade Wall, but then I just wanted a T-shirt. I just want, like, a commemorative T-shirt that I can buy. Actually, no, I, 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 I'm owed a free one, surely. <laughs> Like, I have the, can
1: can yeah. I just say on this because I haven't really tweeted about it, but like they, they're called the Spirit, right? Yeah, Aussie Spirit. That's 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 not say good. It. it's terrible. It's a terrible, it's terrible. thing.
0: <laughs> the Spirit is a ship. The transports passengers between Victoria and Tasmania. <laughs> it's not a national Olympic sports <laughs> thing. It's just like I know. When I
1: know there's like a there's a sort of general joke that like there are so many uh, teams named so many things that like you basically run out of them that's spirit
0: yeah. yeah and like you know some of them aren't great like the ones that you know there's like the yeah I don't even know but <laughs> the, the, like the the, the water polo is like the sharks or something which is like it's or the stingers yeah like that's better like, so that makes sense great. but like yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah the, what, what's the spirit I don't know yeah, And like, yeah, the, when they said, you know, Dingaroos is all spirit. And like, oh, predictably, the, like, and like, look, it was a culmination of Twitter coming together. But predictably, Digger is one in a landslide.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. they shouldn't be called the Spirit. They should call called the Razorbacks. That's another deep cut.
0: Yeah, no, there's not many NBL fans listening to this one, mate. <laughs> yeah. They, dingaroos. Give, follow me and give me my T-shirt. I'm sorry. If 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 they're listening to this, I don't mean that. I do still love you. Yeah. I mean,
1: you've got to show up for. Is there a
0: softball? Soft. Is there a softball? (laughs) Is there a softball world World World? Yeah. Is there a softball world cup? Sure. Uh, Is it coming up? I'm looking it up now. Softball world cup. Women's softball world cup. It's now every two years. Here you go.
1: Oh, they they do one. They didn't. Did they have one in 2020?
0: 2023 is the next
1: 23. one.
0: 23. And we have never. Oh, we we hosted the first ever one.
1: I think you might be in for You might be in for it here. Oh, if we <laughs> if, 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 we're hosting, <laughs> if you get the hosting right, you can be like.
0: Oh, I'm gonna there. run this. so I'm gonna do so many video features with the Dingaroo's in 2023. <gasps> oh my god! They'll they wheel, they, they they, wheel you out. <laughs> Hit the singer <laughs> <people. laughs> challenge. Oh my god. <laughs> We've like always come top three in it pretty much. Except for like the last couple.
1: I mean as soon as, as soon as they started they're associated
0: with you it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, well I mean in that game against Mexico you know we hit all our runs through dingers, and they hit no dingers. So, I mean, who's the real winner? Dingers are the winner. Yes. Who's not winner? Me, because I've got no recognition. That's all right. Um, yeah, look, look, that that that's enough Olympics chat for me. Uh, where can the people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at Tim
1: Ray. W R A Y. That is. Um, but if you made it this far, you probably already know
0: that. Yeah. Um I on the run sheet, I put Tim Ray from the internet because you haven't got a publication or a Of of the Internet. Internet user. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah account. <laughs> um, he likes the internet and he has no other interests. Pretty much. Uh yeah, obviously you can follow me at Ben S. Quag and at the podcast and, or website Beyond T fence. Again, pretty standard stuff by now. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh we'll see you at some point in the future. Bye.